This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, oh, we are geeking out about the Marvel Cinematic Universe on the big screen and the small screen as we review Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and episode four of What If on Disney Plus. Geek Boner! All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, September 6th, 2021. <laughs> you know who this is, and you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, and by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom, the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Let's give it up. What's up, listener? Welcome, hello, hello, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He is the Jock. And he's the Nerd. Joining us is uh, the... And we'll peep you next time. And we'll peep you next time. What? No. Stop Pavlovian triggering the end of the show. I know you don't (sighs) want to be here, Anthony. Pretend... Pretend like you're you're here. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and smile the entire time. <laughs> smile and nod. Also joining us, leader of the nefarious organization, the Ten Onion Rings. Uh, he's known in the, on the streets as the Clementine, but we call him <laughs> Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? That's actually pretty funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> I have no. I I just have. Actually, that was. You must have thought of that before. That's one of your best it. ones. He sat done. around thinking of quips. <laughs> I was gonna go with ten sandwiches, and then I landed on ten onion rings. Ten onion rings and the and clementine, de- and the clementines, delicious. So you got a little citrus, got a little fried food. It's all there. It's all there. <laughs> all right, enough of this, you bastards. Let's dive right in because we have so much MCU geek boner uh, to talk about. The Jock, Jock and Ned podcast. All MCU review, two new pieces of MCU content we're going to review. Let's start with the MCU on the small screen. Uh, the newest, latest episode of What If, season one, episode four. This, what if? What if? This one titled, What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart Instead of His Hands? Here is your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Episode four dives into the Doctor Strange movie and universe and cast of characters and voice cast wise. They're all here. No recasting this time. You got, of course, Jeffrey Wright as the watcher. Every episode plays a bigger role this time. You got Ben is slick Bandersnatch. Is that his name? I don't know how you said that. Uh, as Doctor Strange, Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer, Benedict Wong as Wong, Tilda Swinton as the ancient one. Uh, and we meet Ike Amadi as Obin. And we've been hearing this whole time Leslie Bibb as Christine Everhart, the in, in-universe reporter for uh, WHH News or whatever it's called in the universe. Uh, Anthony, what is the basic setup of this one? These titles give it away, but... They do. The basic setup is... Is it Christine? What's her name? Dr. Christine Palmer. Christine Palmer, played by Rachel McBride. 
Rachel McAdams. In Rachel McAdams, yep. <laughs> in this in the movie. She basically goes with him to the cocktail party instead Correct. of not going with him. Right. And because of that, he gets into a car crash and she dies. Hence why he loses his heart and he is heartbroken because of this and keeps trying to get her back and by trying to get her back he keeps fucking things up and then crazy shit happens he doesn't lose the use of his hands he doesn't scar his hands this time but christine dies rugs we missed you last week oh did you really yeah a little bit <laughs> no did we did you anthony yeah, yeah sure. i think so uh what did you think overall uh of this episode let's just start with you there i thought it was enjoyable I was like, okay, this is what a what if should be. I don't, I thought it was dark and it was kind of like bleak and I don't know. I just thought it was really good. I felt like oh, I got to see this kind of like um, sad version of Doctor Strange yeah. kind of struggling to. I mean, he. I think this is after he's he's already beat Doramamamu. Yes, it is after the events <laughs> of Doramamamu. Yeah, he beat after the events of the movie. Drama he told, Rama. Remember that he told Remember everybody it? his thoughts yeah. on God. Anyway, um, so <laughs> he beat Doramamu, and so he's trying this whole technique a second time. He's yeah. like, what if I can undo this? And um, it, it it just doesn't change. He can't change this moment in time. Yeah, it's frustrating. The shit, and, he, and it makes him go into dark places to try and do this. And he becomes consumed with it. He becomes very kind of powerful and dark and, and just willing – to do like the most craziest shit. And it, it, and I like that. I was like, Oh, that's what a, what if should be. I want to see how far can we push Dr. Strange? Like, wh- like how powerful could he be? How much can he not give a fuck? And it's, it's good. Cause you can do that and then snap back to regular reality and have to worry about what you just, I did. mean, he almost becomes a more interesting character than uh, the vanilla. Dr. I thought Strange. it was written well too. Yeah. Okay. Look, we, I want to break it down. Cause a lot of crazy shit happens. Anthony though, what did you think overall now? Episode four, what if I wouldn't say it was my favorite. I still like the black Panther star Lord, but that being said, similar to rug boy. I mean, I, I thought they went into a, a really interesting direction and I know you want to break down everything that happened. Just the uh, big I'll just beats. Say, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course the beats. I just want to say it ended, it ended in a way that I was like, Oh, like this isn't like all of these have kind of ended in a way that's been, Somewhat like the winner, the the hero wins. Yeah, this one does not have a happy no, ending. No, this was not a happy ending. That was amazing. And it was very, it was very, yeah. The whole thing was just dark. I liked, I liked the beats with the ancient one splitting them, and yeah, it was, it was, you know, there's some, there's a couple of things I'm not questioning, but just was like, oh, like that would be something that is inevitable. They they, they kept bringing up, but um, yeah, I mean, another good what if exactly. Ever since the first episode where they were kind of doing beat for beat stuff, it's right. been it's been good where it's been completely different and pushing pushing the boundaries of what would happen. What what if, I guess. Yeah, no intended. I, I I mean I agree with a lot what what you said, what Rug said. I you know, at first these last two episodes when I first watch them, they're like I'm just like, okay, and this one especially was kind of confusing on first watch, but then the fucking trippy imagery stuck with me and I watched it again. And then the more I think about it, the more I really fucking love this episode. Like you said, rugs, this reminds me of the comic now. And it is, it's not redoing the Dr. Strange movie. It positions it right after. So I like that. And it's haunting and sad. There's no happy ending. And it visually, visually really cool. 
So this one stuck with me because of that, because of how haunting it, it was. It felt like an Aronofsky version yeah, it was of fucking fucking Doctor Oh my Strange. God, that is, imagine Requiem for a Dream smashed up with yeah. Doctor Strange. This is what you would yeah. get. Okay, holy shit. All right, let's break down like the big beats what happens, because some crazy shit happens. We talked about Christine decides to go in the car ride with him. Uh, and and the, the car wreck still happens, and I love how they faithfully recreated the car wreck from the movie in the animation. Uh, looks great. So the movie, the the events really, she dies. The events really kick off after the end of the Doctor Strange movie, and Wong is like, "Join me for a cup of tea before you do something reckless." And of course, well, he, Strange well, does. He doesn't, it kicks off. It it starts before the Doctor like the same point of the Doctor Strange movie, oh, but he right. still does all the. All the stuff that happens in Doctor Strange, right. it's just he's still thinking about Christy. It's a different Christine. motivation. Uh, yeah, his motivation is Christine, and even though he saves the world and gets rid of Dormammu, he's still trying to discover the magic to get Christine back. So you got to imagine he would be a stronger Doctor Strange because he has full use of his hands. You know, at least he, mm-hmm. he wasn't handicapped like he is in the right. movie. That's a good point. So he might have gone faster. So. After Wong's like, don't do something reckless. Strange is like, all right, let me try this. I got the fucking Agam. I have Agamotto. I got the time stone. I'm pull. I'm out. Take this back. Rewind. Goes back to the scene of taking the drive with Christine and doesn't recklessly drive. And they fucking get rear-ended and the crash happens every, uh, anyway. She dies anyway. And then this scene, the, what the montage that follows was so tragic. It is a, the most depressing version of Groundhog Day. You're ever going to watch as he tries over and over again. And every time, no matter what he does, Christine dies. He doesn't go to the party. He, yeah. She drives everything. If she drives, he, he, he stands her up. Uh, everything, something happens. And it's not always a car crash. Sometimes the building blows up. Sometimes it's a random shooting. In she the just fucking has a heart attack in the middle yeah. of the dance yeah, floor. Yeah, they're like dancing and then she just has a heart attack. So it's crazy. So we find out as he's doing this, the ancient one shows up. And she'd be alive at this point, and she's trying to stop him. And she tells him Christine's death is an absolute point in time. Oh, shit. Wow. It's the first time hearing this in the MCU. This is something that cannot be changed. It's because of her death he becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. And I also think it's kind of like Thanos' snap. They couldn't undo the snap. Right. They couldn't undo him snapping. They, they had to undo I don't know. the snap. I, I call bullshit on that absolute point in Let's time Let's talk shit. about this. This is crazy. And the amount of power it takes to undo it, it can't be done. <laughs> well, what, for one thing, like even though I enjoyed this episode a lot, obviously, I don't watch anything without having like a couple of thoughts as right. I'm watching it because sure. I just can't help myself. <laughs> That's what I do, right? That's how your cotton brain works. Yeah. <laughs> you so, can't just enjoy it. No, I, I do. And then I think about it and I go, well, what would I would have done better? And then... The, and that's a fucking whole rabbit hole. <laughs> so easy to like armchair quarterback fucking well, well, shit after you've away. seen it. Right? Quarterback yeah, so. away. That's why we're here. But <laughs> I'm like, that's all right, we have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. After, you know, trying uh, like at least a dozen times to undo time and go, okay, this shit's going to happen no matter what I do. I would, I would, I would have deviated from that plan and been like, all right, let me just resurrect this person. Yeah. And what else it. could you oh, do? Yeah. Oh, resurrection. Yeah, I've been like, okay, that's not going to work. So let me just try some other shit. But that was kind of like a weird thing that that but never may- came up even at all. Maybe he's red under the red hood. <laughs> the DC no storyline and, in the MCU. And he knows that the Lazarus pit gets you fucking crazy. Well, we know that people come back. So <laughs> people come back from the dead all the time. All the you know, time. So, um, you know, 
There's going to be a whole episode of zombies. I, anyway, I, so. I didn't mind the motivation because, look, he this is the love of his life. He's going to try. Well, then there was the other thing. I'm like, he's Doctor Strange. You could go get some other strange You can get uh, some strange. Woman. Some yeah. actual strange. Yeah, yeah. You should get some <laughs> actual strange. <laughs> so I was thinking, okay, well, that's a weird thing. Whatever. But for the purpose of the story, it has to go this way. So fine. I think uh, this is going to be important in the MCU, though, moving forward. This but absolute, absolute point, point in time. Yeah. That's like a major thing here. It's like, there's things that you can't like, why is her death something an absolute point in time? That's just a weird thing to put as an absolute point in time. Yeah. In that universe, because it makes him doctor strange in in his own life. Yeah. He can't. So in his, is it a personal timeline? No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, what do they call it? A nexus? It's it's, an absolute point in time because, he needs to be Doctor Strange in that universe because the Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange has significant ramifications for all of the universe, and he mm. needs to be that. He needs to be the Doctor so there's, Strange. So there is no world where he's not Doctor Strange. At least, well, mm. we don't know no that timeline. That, that universe, yeah, for that universe, he needs to be Doctor Strange. And so that, that yes. also brings up the 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 question of he keeps rewinding time and he's not branching off into realities. Well, he's staying. I, I, re- in the one, I did some research yeah, on that. How's that work? Well, because he is using the time stone in that reality and rewinding time, it doesn't create a branch reality because you're using the time stone to basically rewind the reality. Within the one timeline. Right. But there isn't a nexus event. No. There isn't. There's no like just by rewinding time. You're not necessarily creating branch realities because there's no variance doing anything different. You're just literally pressing rewind or you're not removing stones from the reality either right you're not pulling you're them out again is rewinding yeah. time and like we saw the ancient one show so that's Bruce. why that's how they get around the there's no branch realities being created the multiverse is a whole level above because we know the tva uses the shit as fucking uh paperweights so it's kind of like a checkpoint almost yes yeah yeah so like, like you're a, playing a video game yeah, yeah, and you've yeah, got yeah. to a checkpoint you can't like you, you're you die you get back to that checkpoint yeah, no matter what you do, you can't it's fucking always. You're never you, gonna. You can yeah. jump off the highest bridge in the world. You're always gonna end up back. You're gonna end up back. That, that always checkpoint. pissed me off in a video game if I got to a <laughs> checkpoint and I forgot to do something. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, I should have gotten the helmet. Oh uh, fuck. fuck! I can't go back. Yeah, and he can't go back. That was annoying, especially yeah. when you couldn't go back. So, anyways, Ancient One shows up and they're fighting because he's not listening and he blasts. She blasts him with some magic, and later we find out that this is where she split them but in this in this uh sequential story it flashes to white and it cuts to dr strange looking for the library of cagliostro and the magic books and cagliostro turns out was a a real dude he was like a charlatan who told people he was uh he had he was a mystic artist but it's also a character in marvel comics and he meets this dude named oben Who's like Cagliostro may be here, maybe there, maybe ben everywhere. And Jerry. Oh, Ben and Jerry. It's a lovely flavor. Oh, Ben in the comics is Cagliostro. It's another name for him. So mm. that might have been him. And he was just fucking with Strange. So Strange eventually, this is this is another fantastic sequence. He learns about absorbing beings to gain enough power to actually reverse an absolute point in time. Something that's not encouraged. Something that's very dangerous. So he's like, all right, let me try this. And he starts, here's a great Easter egg with the Shuma Gorath fucking squid creature that we saw in the first episode of What If. Mm-hmm. But that fucking thing beats him up. Uh, too strong. Too strong. Too so then he's like, 
let me try something smaller. And he starts with a little like vampire gnome and sucks him up. And then you see him proceed to spend centuries absorbing bigger and bigger fucking creatures. And the animation in this bit was amazing. You see him take the shape of these creatures briefly as he's sucking them in. Uh, and finally, at the end, he does get some of the tentacles of the Shumagorath. You know what? I just thought of this now. Not to uh, what do you think of this the, sequence? All, all of these, all of these, this this storyline that's happening, where he's trying to reclaim Chris, Christine and he's sucking the souls of other beings. Basically, the same movie that we saw in Shang. Same thing we saw in Shang. A little bit, you know. This is a great compliment to Shang Chi. Like it, watching these together, there was a lot of you know, no spoiler, but parallel, you know, <laughs> very parallel, parallel things. things. Yeah. Uh, and then some weird things happen as uh, the watcher actually addresses the camera in the middle and you see him and Strange senses him for a second. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, what's going on there? And then Obain. Because the watcher can see that he's basically on his path to destroying the universe. Yes, he is going to this crazy path and he's like, I could stop him, but he's not going to listen. But I can't yeah. interfere and he's not going to listen anyways. It's pretty much what he says in the middle. And then Obain is dying because it's been centuries and he tells him. Oh, by the way, there's another strange. What? And he's like, what? What the fuck happened? And we find out. Wait, no, that's a podcast that Matt Delhauer does. With us. <laughs> oh, what the fuck happened? Yes, no, that's not. That's not this. That's not this show. That's the. We'll, we'll do Hello. one of those. Hello, Matthew Delhauer. Hi, Matt. Hi, Delhauer. Delhauer is the best. So it cuts to the other Doctor Strange, and the same moment, Wong is like, "Join me for a cup of tea before you do something reckless." And this time, he doesn't. He drops the eye of Agamotto. He's like, eh, you know what? Let's let it lie. He steps outside the door and all of reality is melting into ink. Oh, shit. And I love this. I love the way it looked. I love the contrast of this versus the dusting and how, like, it's the medium. It's like ink of the animation lifting off and uh, everything is disintegrating. And that's when the Ancient One shows up again. This time she's dead. She's like, look, I split you two. You are causing the end of the universe, and you are the only one that's going to be able to stop him. Uh, so now Good Strange has to stop Evil Strange. I love this. I thought this was fucking, this was crazy twist. What did you think when this happened? Did you guys see this coming? Did I see it coming? Yeah. No, but uh, it's very Marvel. It is Marvel. I, I, I did not see it coming. Well, actually, I had an inkling something was coming because I remember seeing the trailers of Doctor Strange facing Doctor Strange. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, where is this? Like, where is this Doctor Strange that's not wearing eyeliner and a purple cape? Gonna sh- when is he going to show up? Yeah. And uh, you see yeah. where he gets the cape, this is when too. when he shows up. Yeah. I love yeah. how he gets the cape from that bug. He's like, I'll take the cape. I don't do insects. Sends it fucking back. <laughs> so you get an awesome, good, strange versus evil, strange fight. I thought the fight was fucking amazing. The cloaks fight. You had, a, you had a cloak fight. Yeah. That that's was great. Cool. And the poor. I more enjoyed the, the conversation they were having. Yeah. What were they fight. saying? <laughs> I mean, it was just back and forth. Like, like you're basically you're breaking reality. Like, don't you see what you're doing? Like, yeah. this is wrong. And he's just like, doesn't you know? He's so far along oh. the bad Doctor Strange. He's so far down the path. He just can't see. He can't see the way. I mean, he doesn't. He can, he wouldn't even recognize himself in the mirror. You know, when he says mirror. these lines, he sounds a lot like Gollum when he's talking about Christine. Where he's like, they don't understand. We loved her. We right. loved her. And it's he sounds like he's talking about the ring. And he needs the good Strange to finally get enough power yeah it's one of those things where it's just like you know you need to 
it's like an allegory for like when someone passes and you just you can't move on. Yeah, and he yeah. just is so stuck. We can't say goodbye. This person, yeah, he he can't say goodbye to her. He'll risk destroying the universe to bring yeah, it back. And, you know, it's like it, what it, you do inside your head, right? When something happens, like oh, yeah. think about all the different things you could have done to change things, and then he got to is, do it. This is the allegory, or yeah. this is the kind of execution of that idea. And uh, then you know his better self kind of has to come and swoop to the rescue, and sometimes people have a tough time with that. Just like Anthony said, it's a, it's it's great. It's it's kind of like a great allegory. And then oh shit, this is oh shit, fucking good. Strange gets absorbed by evil. Strange. Uh, this also shocked me, but I kind of love that they made him lose because this evil strange. He is super fucking powerful. He's been sending spending centuries absorbing. Every crazy demon. Uh, and as he does finally pull Christine out of the car and remove the car parts and revive her, he is in this all crazy, scary, horrific form of all the things he's absorbed, scaring her silly, of course. Uh, and then he reverts back to strange. The universe literally imploding, his universe imploding around him. And he's just pleading. And again, great, great performance by Benedict Cumberpatch where he's like, I didn't mean for this to happen. So, and then he finally, he talks to the fucking watcher. Oh, shit. He's like, you could stop this. You are a god. I, I know you can help me. And the watcher's like, eh, you know what? I could, but I can't. Sorry. You're going to have to learn your lesson. Well, that, it's interesting. I think, actually, I think, I don't know if the watcher could stop it. No, I don't even think but he But he knew that the end of the universe was over. So his at that point... The watchers are supposed to watch, but because the universe is over, he could talk to Strange right. and just that be was like, crazy. I told, like, not that I told you, but like, see? You were like, warned. You, no, he says you, were, you warned. were warned several times that he was. Well, he, yeah, but now he feels comfortable talking because he's watching the end of the universe. It's done. And, and as, you know, and the episode ends with all blackness collapsing and Christine melting away and Evil Strange is just in this little pocket gem shard and he destroyed his fucking universe very uh oh my god very dark cryptic ending wow if. yep wow we will see this strange again though i believe the darkest ending in a marvel thing since uh infinity war yeah yeah it reminded me a lot of the end of infinity war where you're just like because you were left in silence for a while you're like oh fuck what just happened he lost they yeah. lost you don't see it was nice to see because you don't often see the heroes lose, especially in Marvel. Yeah. You don't see them really ever lose. And I love the creation of this evil strange because I want to see more of him. And I believe, you know, there's shots of him in the trailers talking to Captain Carter. He's we talked about how he's going to be in the Guardians of the Multiverse. What I want to know, does this come to live action? Will this tie into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness? Is this the Doctor Strange we see in Far From Home trailer? That was a crazy theory, I said. Oh, shit. I don't I, think so. I don't know if they'll go that way, but I, I was talking with my friends after uh, on Friday night about this in between beers. And uh, we were like, this would have been a crazy movie. Oh, my God. It would have been an amazing this. movie. You know, the brilliant thing is when you're talking about storylines where you're bending reality, you have horror and magic. Doctor Strange, there's not a better character you can use than Doctor Strange. And they used him well. The character they need to do that with. Yep. Or the, well, they are, they did it in this, this, this show, but they need, to, they need to go that way in the movies with him. It got me excited for the sequel because let's not forget Sam Raimi, a master of the horror genre, directing Multiverse of Madness. So I'm expecting... Some magic and some horror and a lot of kind of like this, but yeah. All right. Any uh, final thoughts on this episode, Rugs? No, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I I was um, presently surprised that they went this dark and had this kind of sad ending that 
you know, where nobody wins and uh, it shows like kind of like it lets it play out like that. It doesn't work and you can't you can't bring someone back to life, I guess, that's gone. Or if you can't undo a absolute point, got to let it go. Where does this rank in your out of favorite out of the four so far for you? I think this is my favorite one. Wow. Oh, yeah. shit. this one might actually move into my favorite one, too, because it just like caught me off guard and it was dark and it was like the comic. Well, you know yeah. what, what? What I like about it is it was something that was so personal to Doctor Strange it's in so his sad. story. Yeah. And they explored that. It was, And it was kind of like, OK, we're going to really explore this in like we're going to show you how resourceful he is. We're going to show you how desperate he is. We're going to we're going to show you how tragic this is. Yeah. And it never went it dis, never descended into silliness. No, there was so, barely any like not any so comedy, really. I thought the writing bit. was pretty good. Like yeah. I was like the writing all of this kind of makes sense for this particular story. Um, you know, contrivances aside or like marvelisms aside, you know, like of course they're going to do marvelisms and shit like that, but um for the most part uh, it was it was pretty solid. Yeah, I love Evil Strange. Anthony, where does this land now for you out of the four? You know, the more we talk about it, the more I might rank it up to number one. Yeah. I think I had more fun with the Black Panther, yes. though, so I still have it ahead. But as you mentioned with Doctor Strange, and this is the type of stuff they need to get weird with, it is because Doctor Strange as a character is, you know, the, is all this magic. And with magic, there's really no, like, limits there's no to... Limits. Well, what I'm saying, though, is like there, you can just like do anything you want, yeah, right? Yeah. So it kind of makes everything meaningless if you you can do anything you want. But if you put the rules around, like you, you put rules around governing playing God and like the all the, the moral and um, complications and uh, yeah, yeah, ramifications and, yeah. The, and the allegories to real life yeah, and loss yeah. and change, then you make it like a much more of a philo- philosophical, heady mm-hmm dark thing relatable, and that's what they too. did with this yeah. yeah make yeah you made it make it now insanely relatable where it's like if i had the power to bring someone back absolutely. how far would i the go love of your that? life yes absolutely right like there's now consequences to the magic it's not like hey i could pull anything out of a hat and it doesn't matter like so now like it, it makes things it makes yeah, it gives consequence it makes things it makes things now um something that where there's meaning and there's like now you're like thinking about how what you would do in that situation so it made everything a lot more important than just a magic show it was weird when i watched it 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 struck a chord but i didn't really dwell on it i was just kind of like right that was cool like and i didn't think about it but now as we're talking about it you know you're like you you are oh i wasn't really hip to that before but now i'm like oh wait that's why it struck a chord i'm like that's why i was like i was vibing with it so yeah it's interesting i'm with you rugs i was i i let it I hit it, watched it. I was like, whoa, that was crazy. But I didn't think about it until we started talking about it. Now, next episode, of course, the, the day this show posts, the next episode will be out. The listener will know what it is. We're two days out from that. I'm a little confused because on all the articles, episode five, it seems to be what if Thor was banished to Earth, but still worthy of his mantle, otherwise known as Party Thor. But the other day, Marvel posted a promo and some images saying episode five, Marvel zombies. Uh, what? And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. So it's either zombies or party Thor. I don't know which one it is. doesn't really matter. <laughs> It'll be fun nonetheless. All right. Good stuff. And then, of course, listener, um, we have podcast swag. I got to mention before we take a quick break, visit our tea public shop, jockinner.com slash shop. Get a lovely uh, uh, tote bag 
hoodie, tank top, t-shirt, face mask, travel mug, coffee mug, all with our logo, old logo, new logo. There's some sayings. You got Rugboy. Uh, you can get Rugboy on your mug. Check it out. And we're going to take a break here, play some promos, and come back and geek out over Shang-Chi right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC Heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. I'm Imran. And I'm Sophia. I'm the brother. And I'm the sister. And we are watching a show about cousins. We're your hosts for Dance of Joy, a perfect strangers rewatch podcast. We grew up watching the 80s hit sitcom, and now we'd like you to join us every week as we rediscover our love for our favorite TV cousins, Balky and Larry. You can find our show at danceofjoypod.com and on all major podcast platforms. Now we are so happy, Sophia. We do the Dance of Joy. Iman, this is a podcast. They can't see us. Oh, po, po. Listener, if you've been enjoying the podcast, why not give back? Why not give back for all the entertainment uh, and cringeworthy moments we've given, given you over the last six years? Join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, jockandnerd, where you can sign up, and for as little as $3 a month, you get access to a bonus RSS feed where the shows come out early. There's bonus content. For example, there was a story about Anthony in an elevator. Rugs, did you get a chance to listen to that? It's on our feed. I did. What'd you think of that story? It's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like oh, it sucked. It sounds like it sucked really bad for Anthony for a few days. That's, that's a great, that was my a great story. My knee still hurts Oh, my day. God. 15 flights, man. Up up, and twice. Yes. And down. That, was a, that was a workout. Jesus Christ. And then uh, the woman... She was getting yelled at by everyone on her first day. Oh, yeah. oh my God. The woman from Bosnia. <laughs> oh, it's such a good story. Sign up. You'll get that instant access to that bit of audio. And you would have heard all three of our instant reactions. I brought back something. I, you know, there's a lot of normal things that happened going into watching this movie. We'll talk about it. But I brought back something I haven't done in like over a year and a half. The return of the parking lot instant reaction where I'm in the car. I give you my instant reaction right there, right after watching the movie. Geek boner. I miss those. People miss those. So uh, you heard that from all of us. Fun stuff. Again, other fun things. $5 or more. You get Discord benefits. We're doing a monthly hangout every month. This month, Thursday, September 30th, 8 p.m. Keep an eye on the Patreon feed. $10 or more a month. You can force us to watch and review any movie you want. That's also a lot of fun. So just go there. Check it out. Pick a tier jockinerd.com slash patreon do it now jockinerd do it uh-huh. do it do it now do it grab my hand okay arnold is not in this movie that we're gonna arnold review. commands you and when arnold commands you do it arnold would have been a great addition to shang chi and the legend of the ten rings but he's not in it we're gonna review it here is your spoiler alert before we get started does anyone want to get out prepare to be spoiled give me all of your clothes uh, this is the movie based on the Marvel Comics character Shang-Chi. First appearance, special Marvel edition number 15 in December 
1973, created by Steve Englehart and Jim Starlin, and really created because Bruce Lee had started a whole martial arts craze uh, in the 70s. And, That's right. You know, they're like, okay. Well, they wanted to do Kung Fu. Ah, right. And- and they couldn't license they, Kung Fu. That's right. They couldn't get the license. So of, they went and they did something with, uh, uh, what's, what's the guy? Fu Manchu? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They used Fu Manchu in the, they in the lic- book. Yeah. They were able to license Fu Manchu, which is not Kung Fu, but the word Fu is in it. So I guess stupid white people thought it was the same thing. It's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that Fu stuff. And then they're like, just draw the yeah. guy like Bruce Lee. We'll be fine. No so, problem. Uh, yeah. So they, uh, they did that, and uh, they made like a Bruce Lee type type sh- type shit. Yes, and the character is still around, and it's a little more. Uh, it's just less racist now. Basically, let's put it that way. Uh, it's a little <laughs> more progressive and of today than back then. Uh, this is the twenty fifth MCU movie, the 29th MCU project overall. Now, adding the Disney Plus shows. On Rotten Tomatoes, this thing went up a point from the last I checked. 92%. Oh, shit. 7.6 out of 10 average rating. Now, here's where the numbers get really fun. The box office. The budget of this movie, $150 million. Last week, we predicted what, Anthony? What did we predict opening weekend? I did $45 million You said $50 million. I said $50 million opening I said eight point five. Oh, we were wrong. way off in the best Good. way possible. Listen to these fucking numbers. Three-day domestic opening weekend total, 75.5 million. Oh, shit. Four-day Labor Day weekend domestic total, $90 million. In the same time, three-day overseas, it makes $56.2 million. It has not come out in China. There is not a release date for China. And also, Australia theaters, 70% closed. Sorry, Wes Cranford and all our listeners in Lame. Australia. They are not able to watch the movie. So, total global so far, this movie has made $146 million. Now, it broke a couple of records. This is the second best three day of the pandemic, just behind Black Widow, ahead of F9. Oh, shit. That was crazy. And this is a fucking Labor Day opening weekend. Record, but a huge record, smashes the old record. We talked about how Labor Day traditionally always slow. Nobody goes to the movies. They're going out always sluggish. The record for biggest Labor Day opening was held by Halloween in 2007, $30 million. Shang-Chi smashes that $90 million Labor Day opening weekend. Thoughts on this? Wow. Wow. I'm... uh. I'm pleasantly surprised. I definitely didn't think this was going to do well, um, but this is good. I mean, and this is great. What I th- well, this is really good. Actually, this is good for movies. I think movie theaters are ecstatic about. It. Marvel's obviously ecstatic about it. You know, if you're you're on the you know this is the representation type. This is also very good. And I think this movie is going to have legs because it's getting yeah. a lot of really yeah. good good reviews, and it's not on Disney Plus, so you have to see it in theaters. So I think this will, I think this will out earn in in the in the at least as far as theatrically, Black Widow. Now, I'm going to kind of tell you a little secret. Okay. All right. When Godzilla vs. Kong came out. Yeah. I bought extra tickets that I, n- I never was going intending on using. Oh, good for you. I wanted to support the movie, oh, and I wanted shit. to make sure the Monsterverse continued. And I, can, I And I told all my friends to do the same thing. Okay. 
And I don't know if this happened with, with the movie Shang-Chi, but I went, bought tickets to my theater and it looked like it was go, it was completely booked, packed. Now, there's no COVID seating. All the seats are open. Yep, yep, right? yep. Yep. And Same I had here. people sitting on both sides of me. Same here. But it the theater was only like 65% full. I will counter that. Uh, with my theater experience, I was surprised. I was sitting right next to one dude in an empty seat. But this looked like a, a almost 80% full theater just like before. Just like nothing had happened. I was like It was very very weird. I had uh, mine was almost full and it was a good crowd. Anthony, how was your theater experience? Mine was was different uh the friday we i saw it thursday i saw night. it thursday too i think we all saw it thursday rugs yeah yeah thursday night we went to the wrong theater oh shit and we were still able to get tickets to an eight o'clock showing at another theater a mile away and it was like there might have been 10 15 people there really? so it was like completely dead wow but but then i went again today uh-huh oh you saw it twice to a shitty theater yeah. that i usually go to was just like to catch a movie and this one it wasn't packed but there was maybe I'd say like 40% full, which was like on a Monday yeah. during Labor Day. Labor I thought Day. that was kind of impressive. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't get to, I didn't have a packed crowd, but I also didn't go. It was actually, it was interesting. I, I don't, I would say it's, it was an interesting experience. No, everybody, I mean, you know, a lot of, it sounds like people are coming out though. Yeah. So obviously. And for this, you know, diehard Marvel fans want to see this right away. I, I love, it was like, it felt so good because when the movie started, everybody was cheering when the Marvel music started and they applauded at the end. And I was like, Wow, I missed this. I really needed that to see a movie. What was interesting for mine on the Monday, the the Friday, the Thursday one was just kind of negligible. The people that were there though were super into Marvel. Okay, on the yeah, one on Thursday, yeah. this one there weren't. I didn't feel like they were super into Marvel. Yeah, but it was, I guess, not so unexpectedly. A lot of little Asian kids. Yeah, nice. A lot of like Chinese and like. Asian families that were at this at the showing on Monday that I was at. I didn't. Yeah, that's what I was expecting in my theater. It wasn't really like that. It was just. All, I everybody. had the most annoying kids. Oh no! Next yes, to me. you mentioned that in your Instagram. Oh my god! I wanted to fucking punch them so bad. That's but the I was worst. like, I didn't want to be this. I didn't want to be that guy. Clint but Eastwood, were, get off but they my were lawn. really fucking annoying. And like, there was a couple of times I'm like, let me use my body language to, to <laughs> let them know that I'm about to punch them. So I would like. When they, oh. when they started annoying me, I started to like rub my head and like lean forward and kind of like trying to like not see them in my peripheral vision and just kind of be like, and uh, they would quiet down a little bit. I'm like, don't you know not to fucking talk to the whole entire movie? You should have just told, said that to them. That would have been crazy. Yeah. Just, they need to know. How old were they and where were they at in relation to you? They were like right next to me. Oh, no. And <laughs> they were like little kids. They were like maybe 12 Oh yeah, or thirteen. Oh, God, yeah, that's a fun and and like age. you know, like they would, uh, they they don't kids that age they can't handle getting yelled at. They they will just fucking flip out and yeah, they'll urinate themselves and. That, that's funny you say that. There were kids that age. I, I would I would assume twelve, maybe yeah, eleven to thirteen at the theater showing I was there today Monday, and they were acting up a little bit and they were like coughing and like laughing and like trying to out cough each other <laughs> but then like someone must have called the like theater people because they came up there and like talked to them and then they like completely shut up nice the <laughs> flashlight pops out what are you but, doing but they were like they were like maybe eight to ten rows behind me and like i was on the right and they were in the middle so it wasn't really all that distracting for me but i was like i was feeling bad for the people that were in front of them oh that was i they were right next to me and i was just like oh my god 
this is going to suck. Like, I'm not going to be able to enjoy this film. So it took my enjoyment of the film just a little bit because I, I oh, was yeah. distracted constantly. You know what? That's the, yeah, that's, that's that's the price of freedom, Rux. So that's I actually watched this twice. Oh, you did? Oh, good. Yeah, I was going to say, good oh, thing you did. I wanted to see it again. I didn't get a chance to. But I, really I watched it. Again. I watched it illegally. Oh, oh. And it was I poor quality. But oh, I, had right. to, I had to just because like there were so many things that were I was distracted. And I, 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 I was like, I need to before I review it to give. My, this right. movie, my full attention. So okay. I did that. So you made up. So look, amazing fucking numbers. And all this means is that Marvel will probably not rush to put Eternals out on streaming day date or Spider-Man. I'll tell you who noticed Sony noticed this box office because they just announced they had pushed Venom two from late September to October 15th. They have just pushed it back up one week to October 1st. Oh shit. After seeing people come back to the theater in a, a huge way for this movie. So we'll see what happens, but it looks like the movies are back. Hey, eh? it's back. Fuck Delta. Fuck Delta. And uh, Delta, Delta, I think Delta. it says something along. I think, you know, we can't make huge grand proclamations right. about this, but right. I think right. Similar to like the Kong versus Godzilla, where it was the first big thing in F nine. If there's if there's a movie that feels like an event, and isn't just streaming, isn't on streaming as well, I think this proves it can get people out. Yeah, I think people still do. Obviously, I mean, if you don't go to, but I I go to clubs and bars, and it yeah. seems like it's no, there is no COVID. So I think people still want to do things, yeah. you know, where it makes them feel like. COVID is gone. And I think seeing a movie like this was one of those things. It's a great movie to, to do it too. Cause it's a lot of fun. Uh, wow. That's crazy numbers. I couldn't be, couldn't be more happy for this movie. Uh, this movie directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, who is known for really not a lot of movies. The last movie he did was titled just mercy. Had a lot of MCU characters in it. Like uh, Michael B. Jordan, uh, who else is in this movie? There's a couple Jamie other Fox. Jamie Foxx is in this movie and even the third. Uh, I can't see who it says. Uh, so not a lot of movies. Brie Larson is also in that movie. Just Mercy. Oh. So he hmm. sort of directed a Marvel movie before this without any action. Uh, written by Dave Callahan, Dustin Daniel Cretton and Andrew Lanham, all writing on the screenplay starring. I'll just give you the main guys and here's some fun, uh, fun with names. Sibu <laughs> Lu, of course, as Shang-Chi, who you may know from Kim's Convenience, a Canadian uh, kind of sitcom, sitcom-y show. Uh, you have Tony Lung as Wenwu, his dad, Aquafina as Katie, his best friend, Menghe Zhang as his sister, Zha Ling. Uh, and then, of course, the amazing Michelle Yeoh as the aunt. Uh, and who else do we want to talk about? Florian Mun- Muntino playing Razor Fist. Uh, Wa Yun playing Master Guan Bo, uh, and a bunch of other um, Asian names. Who else do we need to mention? Yeah, that's the main cast. Sir Ben Kingsley. Oh, and Sir Ben Kingsley in a fantastic cameo as Trevor Slattery. I think it was more than a cameo. But we'll it was more that. than a cameo. It might have been a little bit too much, actually. Anyways, uh, Anthony, give us a uh, breakdown of the plot of uh, Shang-Chi. What happens in this MCU origin movie? Uh, well, it is an MCU origin movie. It is about the character named Shang-Chi who was born into a crime family, let's say. Sure, an organization. A, a father that was a, 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 in an organization or part of, created an organization that was ruling for tens of thousands of years and also born into with a mom that has mystical powers. And 
he is basically an adult in this movie and trying to figure out his journey, his path, his what you know what his destiny is supposed to be. Where his dad wants him to basically rejoin the family, and um, his dad has these mystical ten rings that have helped him wield all this power for centuries. And uh, yeah, it's it's a basically a, a hero's journey into f- figuring out who the hell you are, and and that's what Shang Chi's doing, accepting your destiny, sort of. Sure. Yeah. So Anthony, we're both Asian, but I'll let you go first. Yeah. What oh, <laughs> overall thoughts? What did you think uh, coming out of this? I've seen it twice, as mentioned. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first time I watched it, I about midway through, I'm like, "This is this is good. This is really good." After the movie ended, I was like, "This is still pretty good." Um, I think this movie has some unrealized potential. I think it could have been great, uh, but I think it was just uh-huh. is very good. Uh-huh. The second time I watched it, kind of reinforced that belief. Although I think I liked it a little bit more. I appreciated some of the things a little bit more okay. towards the end. Okay. Um. I I I, they, I think it, they nailed a lot of the Asian stuff, yeah. like a lot of the themes about destiny and like the role of of a boy in an Asian family as opposed to a girl, yep. and, the, and the expectations an Asian father has on you, mm-hmm. um, and some of the the traumas that an Asian father inflicts upon his child and why that might be the case or mother. Um, sometimes it's a mother. Sometimes it's a mother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, overall, oh, I thought it was shit. I thought it was really good. Although you could say it's you know it is your typical origin story and it is and I think some of that origin stuff really hinders the movie mm. because they still have to kind of explain what's going on and all that. Got to get through it. You got to get through it a lot. I think it had a little bit too much exposition and flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And a little, a little bit too much, and we'll get into it later. A little too much Marvelisms in it. A little too much in tying into the bigger thing. You mean not necessarily oh, tying, but more, okay. more, more like some of the, the the comedy beats and all that, and okay, characters that pop up. So I think, but overall, I think this movie was really trying to swing for the fences yeah. in terms of uh, the themes I mentioned, uh, the way the story is kind of structured, the way it kind of gets really crazy towards the end. So I'll always give a movie credit for swing for the fences. I think it comes up a little bit short in ah, terms of greatness, but I think if they could have cut out some things and maybe paced it a little better, uh-huh. I think this would have been um, a really great movie. Okay. I think overall, um, though, still very solid, much, much, much better than, in my opinion, than Black Widow and like really what Iron Fist should have been in terms of action. Oh, so. Absolutely. I'll let you guys. Thank God take it didn't look like Iron Fist action. Uh, Rugs, how about you? What'd you feel? Oh, after- you're going last? I wanted to hear from the other Asian person. Oh, okay. The other Asian person really <laughs> enjoyed the fucking movie. I found it entertaining. I was smiling the whole time. Like I said, I really I wanted to watch it again right away. Uh, visually, just uh, a dessert for the eyes. Um, and I love the details about Asian immigrant life. And I actually thought that the humor was balanced. Uh, the biggest surprise to me was Aquafina did not annoy me. I thought they were going to overuse her. And I think they used her just enough. Uh, is there the, the issue of maybe he is overshadowed by um, his father a little bit? But solid villain. A, a great villain that we haven't got a good villain like this in a long time. Uh, and really, Tony Lung. Tony Long steals it. His relationship to to Shang Chi is the whole movie, and it's the reason the whole movie works. And even though it has a big third act fucking CGI battle, I love it. it was like a fucking kaiju fucking ending. It was amazing. He had martial arts. He had kaiju shit. Uh, really had a good time. But I could see some of the issues 
uh, that you mentioned, of course. But I, yeah, I fucking, I fucking, loved I it. fucking loved it. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, uh, there is two ways to look at this movie. Um, is it's this brand new thing that you don't really compare to the comics. Yep. Um, that lives in a vacuum of a new, brand new created character for the screen. And uh, you follow this movie like basically detached from what it is. And in that sense, really enjoyed it. In that sense, I was entertained. I thought the fight sequences, though sometimes sped up um, and reminiscent of a lot of Jackie Chan stuff that I've already seen. Like every time... I saw a, a scene. I'm like, oh, that looks like a scene from Old Boy. Yeah, oh, that sounds. I, like, I love that. It worked. But, so it was, it was probably an homage, and yeah. it was cool. So like, but I, I was like, oh, but I was entertained. I wasn't like shitting on it. I was like, all right, this is. A, I could see where they're going for here, because like every martial artist has its kind of persona, right? Bruce Lee is like the badass yep, macho yep, guy. Yep. Jackie Chan is kind of like this. Oh shucks, but like goofy. Always using. Always using, he doesn't really seem like he ever wants to fight, but he's always kicking everyone's ass with the environment. He uses the environment. You got Jet Li, who's like this Terminator. He's silent and deadly. Mm -hmm. And then you got like the guy from Ombak. Just Tony Ja. Tony Ja, who's just explosive. Yeah. Right? He's just explosive. You know, yeah, brutal. And he's kind of leaning more towards Jackie Chan than any other thing. Mm. And uh, like, kind of like, not the most like, uh, like, like uh, fierce. Maybe he'll get there at some point, mm. but this is in the beginning because, you know, he hasn't done karate or kung fu or whatever the fuck he's doing. He's a little I rusty. Say, yes, he's a little rusty, maybe. But um, the fight scenes were great, and they were entertaining. The movie was kind of like this engrossing, sweeping thing, uh, with you know, with father issues and family issues and. Things about like wanting to change your life or just want to accept what you have and not go into your dark past and things like that. So there was like some mysticism there. There's a lot, a lot of fun things. A lot so I on. did enjoy it a, a lot. Yeah. Um, nice. So I, I had fun with it. I thought it was fun and I think people should go see it. Um, when I really start to like, like analyze it, then I there's I start seeing these marvelisms that yes. Anthony's talking yes. about. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. for example, like, the real badass of this movie is Shang-Chi's sister. Oh, his sister is amazing. Like she thought karate all by herself. She learned Kung Fu all just by herself. He's like karate, but yeah. like, I know it's not the same thing, but I just, it's by def- default, but like I, she taught herself martial arts. She's better. She kicks his ass. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe because he's rusty, whatever. That's fine. Um, she, she's been running a fight and ring this whole time. Fight club. She's fucking all badass. Right? Yeah, and she ends up running the ten rings awesome. at the end of this thing. That's awesome. And so uh she's really the badass. Like uh, quite a few times she needed to save the day. Yeah. And um yeah, so there's a lot of this where like they have to they can't just prop Shang-Chi up. They have to prop up other characters that, you know, whatever. It can't be just his movie. He can't like it's not like a Batman movie where it's all Batman doing everything. Maybe he's got like some guy helping him in the cave, but or whatever. Even Robin is just like, you know, this is Batman's movie. Like Batman never like outshines, you know, you know, uh, Robin never outshines Batman. Well, I mean, the so. the uh, but there was a you know, they got a lot of things to set up. There's a lot of characters. So they did suffer yeah. a little bit of him getting kind of swept under the rug at times in, for other things. With- he said so it's kind of like Black Panther. A little bit, Black yes, Panther yes, too. yes, absolutely. So, uh, it, it's a marvelism. It's something that we've seen before and it's it's whatever it's. 
it didn't really like destroy the no. movie for me, but I just noticed it. That's all. I mean, I, let, me, let, let me touch on yeah, that too, yeah. since we're on that. Yeah. I, I noticed that too. Um, I think that's why when I came out of the movie, I said to my friend Rex, I go, this character will be a lot better when in after in his in next movies, appearance. Yes. In other movies. Yeah. Cause they've gotten, yep. they've all this setup that they had to do and all the setting up of the universe that he's in and the side characters and all that stuff. They'll be able to like, he'll be able to flourish a lot more. It reminded me, I think this is a better movie, but it reminded me a lot of how Dr. Strange and his movie was kind of vanilla. And then once he's gotten into other movies, he's like really been able to spread his wings because his character is now fully realized. That being said, some of the other Marvelisms I noticed, yeah, are like just some of the um just like some of the jokes and some of the stuff like for instance the the bus scene i think would have been much much more impactful if you just didn't have the guy on as like live vlogging Clev? like it's your boy Clev. i thought, it, I thought that was, it was like kind of funny at first but then i watched it again and i'm like you don't need that and like it would have Yo. been a much more impressive scene if you like are just showcasing his martial arts throughout the entire bus scene and not go, coming to the guy. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, like that's, that's the marvelism. They, that's totally they marvelism. take the piss out of it of that yeah. moment. Right. Yeah, I did laugh though. That was I one la- of the things. I laughed. I, that was hilarious. I, I laughed too. I just think Cliff. that was one of those situations. And I, I read, I heard this in another review, but I agree in that I think the the director Daniel Destin Crichton was really like he had something going there. Like he like if if. Marvel wasn't a part of it. I think the director might have just let that scene Blake speak for itself. Yeah, because that scene is actually really good. In it's that, amazing. This is the debut of like Shang Chi yeah. as a character. This is the debut of the. It's a, this is a new leaf in the relationship between him and Katie. Katie discovers things about him. The world is discovering things about Shang Chi, like this guy in hiding. And then you keep cutting to the guy going, "Oh, like I can rate fights or whatever." Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna rate like, this fight, and, and then he's like, it's just, a, "It's just a little." And like those little <laughs> breaks like that, like later on. We get the cameo from Trevor Slattery, and it's like funny. I laughed. Yeah, I laughed yeah. when he showed up. I laughed at the fucking apes thing he was talking yeah. about. Oh, that's great! Like, I forgot about that. You keep cutting to him, and it's like, okay, you're taking the piss it's out enough. of this. You're like, yeah. you're, you keep doing yeah. the the like, we we always we we like have such big moments, and then you cut back, and it's another like joke where it's like you didn't see that. For for instance, Winter Soldier, they're the fight where they fight on the highway, yeah. and then you like it's Bucky versus There's Steve. No guy Did you watch that scene? That one. <laughs> no, well, if you watch that scene, there's never they never cut to someone doing commentary making a joke. Right, right. Like that scene plays out for like 15 minutes, yeah. and it's just straight up action. And it's one of the best action action sequences of all Marvel. The tension is there. For, yeah. Yes, exactly. Let exactly, it build. So. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. you got Aquafina doing the speed thing, like Sandra Bullock. You know, and there's some jokes there. I think that was an homage. Yeah. Well, let- I think that was an homage, but they were also actually to Rugged point. I think they brought in, I'm almost 100% sure, not even like 95% sure, they used Jackie Chan choreographers. I believe so. He's the the guy that did Jackie Chan stuff yeah. was doing the fight choreography. And he did a lot of his own stunts, too. Simu Liu has experience, you know, doing stunt work, so he's able to do a lot of it. First of all, he did a great I mean, the job. jacket thing is, is straight yeah, up Jackie Chan. The jacket Chan. thing is great in well, using the environment. Yeah. Even that scene where they're on the in the bamboo. Right, that's scab- great that, That's on a rush hour, too. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, the bendy bamboo. And, yeah, so there was a lot of other, and then when they have that the shot of the bus fight, where he's inside the bus and he's uh, he grabbed the pipe or something and he was fighting mm-hmm. everybody. That was old boy. That was like the old boy hallway. It was scene. like yeah, they went sideways and did like a hallway scene. Let's talk about the bus scene. Well, let, let, let me talk about that real yeah. quick, or just one one quick point because yeah. Rugs pointed out how his fight style is very Jackie Chan esque, yeah. yeah. and I I thought about it as he was talking and go. I went to myself. It makes sense for the character because you learn that the character. You know, killed his mom's um, assassin, or did he? Assassin. Was that, I didn't. He did. He, did? Yes, he actually he did. did. Okay. 
Jesus Christ, come on. No, man. I didn't think he did it's it. I think point. he went yeah, and he, he didn't said, do it. No, he then said he, he says he says he 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 really did okay, do it. Okay. He, he did do okay. it. And ever since and then he runs away from home, right. right? So he's always been reluctant to embrace that violent side of him ever since that moment. So this is the first time you're seeing him embrace that violence, but he doesn't really want to be violent. No, he doesn't. So that's why he that's why for me it makes sense that he'd be more of like a aw shucks Jake like I don't really like you really want to do this I don't want to fight like but this I like, will please if like I have I to. will if you make yeah. me but I don't want to well that's at the end uh, it gives us some impact because at the end of the movie he tells us that this is what you want yeah you want right. me to be a killer you want me to just freaking beat right, the shit out right. of people all right let's right. do this so I mean it, it does give an impact later on but I still feel like and this is i know it's probably better for the movie to do it this way but i still feel like since he's based somewhat on bruce lee that there would be a little bit more Edge. Of, of that now maybe not like bruce lee but just more in that tone mm. but that's maybe that'll come later that could come he's later. gonna grow, he's gonna grow into this character and at that moment where he realized he's like i'm gonna have to kill my father i was like oh fuck yeah you have to kill yeah. your father Maybe we're not there yet. He'll no, maybe he'll and be more. I think of you know his performance. Also, he was really good. Maybe a little stiff, but first solid outing. But I feel like he's going to grow into this role, and I can't wait to see him interact with other MCU characters. It's going to be phenomenal. I just don't like the one of the Marvelisms we saw it in Black Widow, where people fight each other for no reason. Like right. he didn't have to fight his sister. And lose. Well, like, she threw him in the ring and signed him up without. But him I mean, like, like, like in Black Widow, she fights her sister oh, yeah, for no in Black reason. Widow, that made no mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, they did the same thing in this movie. Like, no they sense. didn't have to fight. Like, they, you know, it's, that was just thrown in there. Talk. That was just <laughs> thrown in there to show like that the sister's a badass. And yeah. it, and so like that's a marvelism. Uh, wait, back to the bus scene because the some of the hand to hand comments, the fucking bus scene. scene. I love this it's bus good. scene. It is good. So that dude Clev, that's Zach Cherry. He was actually in Spider Man Homecoming. He's the guy yep. who goes, "Hey, Spider Man, do a jump." Well, he's on the roof. So that wasn't do a backflip. Do a backflip. Yeah. Oh, do a backflip. Yeah, that yeah. was great. But the bus scene, What's, but that, that makes no sense. What is he doing in New York and then ends up in San Francisco? He's, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> he's the new Stanley. He gets around. He just shows up everywhere. He's got a big. It's your boy Clev. Uh, it reminded me of the bus scene in Nobody, and of course that one was like a lot more brutal. But the, I thought the camera work, the choreography, you could follow everything. You the detail of when Razor Fist grabs the pendant did you guys notice this like they I didn't notice they make it, it obvious in the, the the moment when he's cutting the bus in half where he does that move you see him turn towards razor fist and you could see the pendant and then razor fist cuts the bus in half as he kicks him and jumps back and you see his neck there's no pendant like they it, it slows down a little bit and i was like that's where he grabbed it it's just fucking little details like that in this movie they did a great job with they did a really good job I noticed it not even in the bus scene, but right from the beginning when uh, Wen Wu is taking over, like way back in the oh, day, yeah, fighting well, everybody. Yeah, yeah. You notice, like, they don't do a lot of, like, shaky cam quick cuts. No. They do a lot of, like, long takes where you can actually follow the fight. Yeah, they let it play out. This is obviously, and I don't I don't know if they had the high, the highest of bars, but this is the best for fight choreography they've ever done in the MCU. I was just going to ask, this is some top, like the best hand-to-hand fight choreography I've seen in any of these movies, easily. It was has to be, yeah. Had impact. And- it's, up, it's definitely up there, and it's on par with a lot of the best. So it's like nowhere. I mean, I'd say Civil War and, and Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier. have, yeah. have good, yeah. very good fights choreography, yeah. Yeah. and it started like the Marvel style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like a whole different direction. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's its own right. It's, it's in its own right. It's really good. 
those movies utilized a lot of the shaky cam and like quick cuts, which made it like a little bit more brutal. And I felt like, but this one, as mentioned, you know, had the longer takes. And I think obviously you're going to do a Shang Chi movie, the the Kung, the master of martial arts. It better fucking have some good martial Absolutely. arts scenes, and, and they yeah. did a good job. They did a great job with it. I love the different styles, too. You know, the uh, Michelle Yeoh is kind of like the Tai Chi style of fighting, and he and I love when she showed him well, that, to open That's when it. they start utilizing a lot of the wire work. Yeah, the crouching tiger. It's, there was a lot right. of crouching tiger, hidden dragon, beautiful. And I love the whole idea of the father has, like, tech alien magic versus elemental dragon magic. Uh, and the different colors of the rings. The scaffolding scene I thought was great. Let's talk about the fight club scene. I love scene. the scaffolding How about scene. the fight club scene before that? We learn Wong and uh, Abomination are kind of, they're running like a little grift. So, so you, know what I, you know what I thought of that? Yeah. That little thing? I was like, this is a stupid Marvel. That's a Marvel. Because, it's absolutely Marvel. Because it was pointless. Yes. yes. And it impact, <laughs> It takes away from the fact that when Wong shows up at the end. Yeah, it, You've already bit, seen yeah, Wong. Hanging out. Now you see him again at the end. And now it's like not surprising that Wong would show up. I think that's like that's the Easter egg for like uh, you know Thunderbolts or something like that. It has to Perhaps, be that they're yeah. gonna tie it into Val getting Blonsky into the team. You notice when he meant, when he takes Abomination back, yeah. he takes him back to the raft. Yes, in the portal. Yes, he's the portal. Uh, yeah, you know that. Yeah, so I, I noticed him. that the second time. They're around. holding him still, but I, but they, the scene really actually reminded me of. Like Hawkeye's scene in Thor, where it's just like, oh, that's that's Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, okay, that's it. There's no more Hawkeye. This, it kind of reminded me of like the Sam Raimi Spider Man when he jumps into the cage with uh, Bone Crusher for a little bit, but that actually oh, meant yeah. something. This again, it didn't. Yeah, it was kind of a throwaway. Also, Abomination is wearing diapers. Is he wearing diapers? He's wearing like under. Well, you know what? <laughs> soil yourself in front of everyone while you're punching yourself in the head. But I, I yeah. felt like those two had set up this fight so that they the oh, bets. It, it was yeah. a, it was a it was a, both won. a yeah con. It was yeah. a con. And then so that's that's the two big fight. Okay, then the scaffolding fight scene. Let's talk about that. The scaffolding fight scene I thought was was amazing. Yeah, and that's actually how they the scaffolding made out of bamboo is how they have it in uh in in China I believe in Japan they right. use that. But this is in well, Mac- that, this movie's in China. It is in China. Yes. This is Macau. Macau, Macau yeah. right? And so it looked a lot like Madripoor. Uh, but more fun Jackie Chan shit, and I love how Xiaoling uh, like disappeared, but then she comes in for the save and helps them out and fight. And you get Death Dealer. Also, think another bit of a little bit wasted character. He was cool, very. Mis- oh, they totally wait. I, I didn't mysterious. like that they wasted it, that character. I wanted to I see that, was weird. that character looks so freaking. It looks cool. amazing. You build up that character yeah. like throughout as like the trainer, and, and, and then, then he's yeah, killed. Then he gets killed. I, you know what? I don't like that they killed both characters. I don't like that they killed the Mandarin either. I was actually sad. I was shocked that they killed Wen Wu the way they did. I was like, oh, no, he just – I felt like they almost reconciled, and they, they could have been something, and he sacrifices I just something. think that there's a big problem with Marvel where they kill off the villains, and you can't use yeah, them again. Mandarin's gone again now. What the fuck is this? They you just know. gone, and then you got to move on to the next one. Like, I, I feel like, okay – you don't have to kill the guy. Maybe lock him up, and then like 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 abomination. Now you got him back in the game. Now all of a sudden, okay, cool. Like I don't know. It's just it was just I hate when they waste people. Like mm. they waste like they had this cool character, this death dealer that's from the comics, and then they just yeah unceremoniously <laughs> kill the character. And I'm like, there could have been a nice fight there with somebody yeah. that would be cool to watch but we don't get to see that well let's talk about the final third act uh battle that uh is kind of multiple battles uh where you have shang chi fighting his dad trying to stop him from opening this gate 
uh, made up of dragon scales. I love the world building and Talo and just the fact that this island is its own dimension. This is an aspect. And the, the I didn't understand that because they said that they're from an advanced thing, but they're using like all of this old shit. They, well, they came through a water portal. Remember the car came through a water yeah. portal. They're in their own separate dimension outside of the MCU dimension yeah but aren't they an alien race or something that's far beyond humanity well, we don't know the rings came from there talo no, the, the rings didn't come they didn't from come from talo they know. came from space we don't know we don't know well yet. in the comics right um fing fang foom yeah they're big dress right yeah the, it's an alien race of giant like you know dragon-like things and the, those are the things that they, <laughs> those are from that planet the rings but right. obviously they're not bracelets they're like bracelets they have them in now they're they were rings and they ha- they operated completely differently. So um, that whole thing is completely gone. They kind of put a different beast in there, uh, a soul eater or something like that. Soul suckers and the d- dweller of darkness. The the people from Talo, she keeps saying your universe, right. she said that your, a lot. your yeah. reality. Yeah. So it makes leads you to believe that these people aren't from our reality or our multiverse. So, yeah, I didn't expect... So that third act, I I definitely didn't expect it to get that mystical and crazy, and and it to be a big giant monster fight. That was crazy. I I liked that. I, I the kaiju fan the in kaiju me was like, was cool. I'm, I'm, I was there for it. I was just like, okay, like I liked seeing the the lions and and the all the 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 foxes and the phoenixes flying around. Like those are all stuff that are. And Chicken Pig Morris. Yeah, I, I don't know about the Chicken Pig. Is that a, is that a thing? That, I don't even, we'll get into that. that these are all, all right, yeah. this is amazing. These are all animals from Chinese mythology. They're yeah. all actual animals of Chinese mythology. The Protector Dragon looked fucking dope. Cool. You know, I, I'll say I I actually, I mean, I, I didn't not like it, but it's not what I wanted. And here's why I wasn't, the movie wasn't really building to a monster fight. Right, like that. it wasn't. Yeah. It was really based around the martial arts and the father son family dynamic. So personally, I just wanted to see more martial arts. So for it to end in a big like monster fight was kind of for me, not what I wanted to see. I wanted to see you get to see them fight a little bit, but I really wanted to see Tony Leong, Simu Liu yeah, just go at, go at it. it. So they change but super they hard. They swap out the villain at the end. Like it, it becomes not the dad, well, it becomes yeah. the dweller of the darkness. Because you have a marvelism again it's happening marvelism, where you yeah. where you have two characters that are like very much alike fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And um you and they I think that they did this to add a little variety and make it like a little different. Sure. Yeah. So they okay. We're gonna end with a kaiju fight, um, you know, and uh, Suicide Squad just did that, yeah, too. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, it it does relate. See, the thing is, it's weird because like this does relate to like China and all that other stuff, yeah. but then you have this other dimension thing that you don't need. Uh, in a way, I think they could have been just like a temple where they could fucking activate well, these like, monsters it's like and Lun from Iron Fist that also yeah. operates within its own little pocket dimension. Yeah, or maybe even like a, a doorway like, I, like that lets things into our world where they don't, we don't have to go to that world oh, necessarily. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like I just think having the, it's this whole like like the bamboo driving into the maze, like I was like, that what was, are we doing I, I thought that was like, great. But if you have a portal or a doorway, like we've seen that already with the Chitari, a portal opens, things come out. I thought the bamboo maze was actually really, I loved it. I loved all the little things, the water maze and then driving through the bamboo maze and how Morris knew where to go. 
I mean, that might all have they that might all have um that was cool. Like some kind of basis, which yeah. is fine, but like which is cool. But like kind of like a Wakanda just, thing where they I was hide just it. like Anthony was saying that he wanted it to be a little bit more straightforward. Yes. And I kind of agree. And I think that where it had gotten a little out of control, they could have maybe just just, you know, bolted it down a little bit better. So it didn't seem so like outlandish at the end. But um, I still enjoyed the fight. I, I'll take a kaiju fight any day of the week. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it, too. It just wasn't wasn't what I was expecting. I did enjoy, though, that Tony Leung's character wasn't this this crazy uh, hungry for power type person like he was. But that's not what was motivating no. his villainous love. Th- towards it was a love, it was love right? Like she, Michelle Yeoh's character says, like, there's people that have tried to breach the walls before and they're always tempted by their greatest um, temptation. Yeah, she yeah. says something like yeah. our greatest, the thing they want the most. And it wasn't power for him. It was literally like similar to like Dr. Strange, yep. right? Like he has the, in Dr. Strange and what if he has the power, in, or at least in his own mind, to bring her back. He's never let go of her. And it's, in fact, the reason by not letting go of her, it's made him revert back to the old man he was and to also neglect his kids, which have now, his kids have now developed into very damaged people because of the neglect he has given them because of the fact that he can't let go of his wife. Yeah, I mean, that's powerful stuff. And think about even before the setup of that, he gave up the 10 rings to go because they didn't let him in to Talo gives up the Ten Rings to live a life, start a family, and when he's away... Well, he gives up the rings not because he wouldn't get into Talo. It's because he finally found a reason to grow old with somebody. Oh, right. For love. He gives up the ring for love, and he, for he, love, when he yeah. goes away, when he's not there, she gets a sass, his patch catches up, up and, it's, and snaps. See, snaps. I, I love think a better, a better writing would have been that he's not away. He's there, and he doesn't use the ten rings. He couldn't do anything, and he couldn't couldn't even. Uh, and he and and then he wants the rings back. But you don't have the typical superhero origin of the kid watching his parent die. But but that that's actually a good line, Rugs, because he even says in the movie, and it doesn't make as much sense. He's like, if I would have never taken off these rings, this would have happened to your mom. Yeah, but you're right. If he would have, if they wrote a wrote it where he's there, he couldn't do anything about and it, and he couldn't, do, yeah. and he couldn't defeat them without the rings. That would have been like, oh, yeah, you yeah, still would have seen his mom die in front of him. Uh, Shang Chi right. still see it would all play out the same. It's just that it hey, just Luke. hey, I went about to, went out to get some cigarettes and I some know. beer to get some McDonald's. And I came back, everybody was <laughs> dead. You know, it just was weird that he was gone and they showed up. It was just just this contrivance that I was like, ah, oh, that's like really contrived. They could have written out just a little bit better, but um, uh. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of weird, but um, I did like his motivation, like yeah. that. It's relatable. Um, the only thing that was weird to me was like that the ring started talking to him at that point in time. Like he had the rings on it for like the centuries. Rings. It wasn't the rings. It was the creatures were. Yeah, but the creature yeah, so was I, talking to him through the rings. So I couldn't figure yeah. that one out. Uh. Yeah, I, I, I could. At first, I was like, the rings are talking to him. Then the second showing. I was like, oh, they're talking to him because they think the rings can get him them out. But it's still it's still a little unclear in, in terms of how he's hearing it. Well, we don't know but, anything whatever. about the rings. So let's talk about the rings. At all. What we in the in that <laughs> final battle, you kind of see the uses and it it's everything from like a whiplash chain to like an energy ball to you can shoot them out and pull them back in. I, I for a movie that so I told my friends this. I'm gonna reuse the line. I said for a movie that goes Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten yeah. Rings, you don't learn shit yeah, about the know, Legend honey. of the Ten Rings, and it literally is just a bumper at the end of the at the in the mid credits that goes, "Psych, 
watch Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Rings part <laughs> two and you'll learn the about the Legend of the Rings. The mid credit scene is pretty much them going, yeah, we don't know what the fuck these rings are and you don't either. The credit was literally like, yeah, was like you. we didn't acknowledge this at all. We didn't talk about it. There is no legend because we haven't talked about it yet. So keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, oh, wait, why well, throw that in the title of the movie? Yeah, there was a it, sick shot, though, in that battle where he steps out of the dust and he like strikes a pose uh, when he's fighting his dad. And I, I was like, oh, he looks fucking badass. Like, I love the I, like, I, I listened to your your review rugs, your instant. And you're right. Like, there's no the problem with the rings is we have no, no idea what no, they are, or what they can no, do. There's well, no where there's no rules around well, the rings. It's one of the things that that's weird is like when I know the rings, I know the mm-hmm. Mandarin's rings yeah. and I know what they do and I know how he uses them. And I, I can imagine they could even make it cooler in the movie uh, using those rings. And they're actually rings and not bracelets. And I know that these bracelets are, are, are based off of like, obviously, everything, the, the, the references to Asian culture and, and martial arts. They did all their homework. Everything yeah, connects yeah, to something. Yeah. So it's not like they're they're doing it willy nilly. But I'm like, but at what point does the comic important? They, like, they pulled point, a lot from the comic, though. They just changed some but, things, but they're pulling a lot from the comic. But I'm just saying, at what point is like, OK, do we always change everything for whatever? Or do we try and because like it would have been a completely different thing and it would be easier to explain that then leave it in this like they have the explanation they it's from another planet it's, it's an alien technology we know the kree is there is the problem we that know, they're not actual rings do you mind that they're like, bracelets like why i mean why at the end of that thing like like does um does captain marvel be like oh, i've never seen anything like this before in any alien planet so like now we're like uh, so i don't know it's just let's, like uh let's break down that mid-credit scene real quick because there's a big there's a fucking big thing in this mid-credit scene too well uh, at the end of the movie wong shows up grabs shang chi and katie and brings them to the sanctum sanctorum and on uh the marvel hologram zoom call uh, Captain Marvel's there, and Bruce Banner as Mark Ruffalo, not Professor Hulk. Oh, shit. The last time we saw him, he was Professor Hulk. His arm is still in a sling. It's still fucked up. The hmm. only, only guess I can make is they need him to be uh, Bruce Banner for the She-Hulk show for budget reasons yeah absolutely right because yeah. there can only be one he said he couldn't it's hard to come back he wasn't going to return and now well, he's and, fucking and Bruce he Banner. melded the best best of both worlds yeah so what happened how did this happen i agree how is weird. he fucking bruce it's gotta be, it's gotta be that shit. it's because they can't you need afford, to depower yeah. him so we For can have another hulk because we, they have it. to spend money on making she hulk look good and not mark well and Buffalo. i think they got to figure out a way to write him out and the best way to k- is kill him is if he's bruce at uh, some that's point. a good point too and his arm he just yeah. can't get it up anymore that was shocking he can't his arm's <laughs> fucked up he not, can't not get only she hulk but they're probably going to do red hulk with general oh, Ross yeah at some point. that'll be another hulk and yeah. they're probably going to at some point do the Amadeus Choi Hulk. Oh, so Amadeus then you Cho have Hulk. the new Hulk. Yes. Right. So you yeah, have a new oh, Hulk there. Ruffalo, start looking for work. Sorry. <laughs> you are out. Okay. So Wong tells Shang-Chi when he used the Ten Rings, everybody sensed the power. They sensed it at the Kamar Taj. Why, why do they only sense it when he used it? I don't know. I don't know why they didn't sense it when Wen Wu. Because it was it gold it, now. It was gold? It was a purple. Uh, they only, they only sense because they, well, their energy is gold too. So maybe that's the connection. Uh, mm. And then everyone goes around. Captain Marvel's like, it's not alien. I've never seen this shit. And Bruce is like, this is older than anything I've ever seen. And Wong is like, we have no records of anything like this in all the records we have of everything in the universe. And now they're emitting a beacon also. 
and we don't Who's know the beacon for? where the beacon is going. Galactus? Is it Galactus? They're Mephisto? not. It's Kang? Mephisto. Oh, shit. It's Kang. It's Kang. So these it- rings are not from this dimension. And then there's a great joke where Brie Larson fucks off like she always does. Captain Marvel's like, I got to go. He's got my number. And Bruce is like, yeah, I don't she have should have blow dried her hair before she did <laughs> it's that. It's all wet. She'll fly <laughs> through space. <laughs> that was very disheveled. Did it? it? it am did, I it wrong? Did. It's okay. okay. It I'm just saying, am I imagining it or am I just. Okay. Could have used the blow through. Right, we're going to get an asshole. You're going to get. We're getting slammed for this. Send for your emails to observation, but it's true. So, and I love Banner pretty much says, welcome to the Avengers, but he goes, welcome to the circus, welcoming Shang-Chi. And then they go do karaoke, which is also. As long as like your career, your life is just about to, he basically is like talking to him as if as Simu Lu. Simu Lu, yeah, your yeah. life is about to change. Go <laughs> get is. some rest. He's gonna thing. be a household name, uh, no doubt. Uh did you know twenty years ago he posed for like you can buy stock photos with Simu Lu in it for like business photos, like random twenty years ago? Uh, twenty years maybe ago? like ten years ago. Maybe Jesus. it wasn't twenty. It wasn't twenty years ago. No, ten years <laughs> ago. Maybe it was ten years ago. But I saw them and I was like, Oh shit, look, there he is in these generic stock photos. He he uh he tweeted out maybe like right when they announced that they were going to do Shang Chi. He's like, I want to like be five thousand five thousand followers. He's like, Hey Marvel, let's talk about Shang Chi. Oh my god, and that's amazing! And he they, fucking they discovered gets the him. Yeah. And I think he they picked the great the best guy. He's going to do great. Uh, and then post credit scene, we discuss kind of the sister uh, is now running the Ten Rings. The flag is red. There's a lot more women assassins. She kind of when Simulu or not Sim Shang Chi thought she was just cleaning it up. Oh, but she's gonna she's or not. shut it down. Yeah, right. I thought. Yeah, he was gonna shut it down. She kind of merged her Fight Club with the Ten Rings, and it says and she, and the Ten a, Rings she, will return. She runs a, she runs the organization, not the Ten Rings, with the the criminal organization in the comics that her dad was running. She did. Yeah, she takes over for a brief time. Right. Yes. So it's in canon. And then there's a tagline: "The Ten Rings will return." Yeah, the Ten Rings will return, not uh, Shang Chi. Well, I we know Shang Chi's gonna return. That's a given. Sure, that's true. <laughs> uh, let's talk about. I love the music. All the the fucking. I didn't know who the music was, but I I loved. The yeah, choices. music was good. The music was very music good. Was I enjoyed good. it. I want to. Talk. I have a minor. I have a okay. not a minor criticism. Yeah. yeah. One of the criticisms I have. Let me just get into a couple. Actually, okay. Let's go. First off, the third act, the CGI for a lot of it. Some of the cuts where they cut to them like talking riding, to one another uh, when they're riding like the dragon. So, no, no, not riding. I'm talking about like they're standing there talking. Oh, you can tell. Screen the screen. green screen is uh, so bad. Uh, I didn't know I'm like, that. what is going on here? Wow. Like, some of those scenes where they're in that, like in that in in Taolo, I'm like, what is going on? Like, there, there's it looks a different than the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah it looks, it looks like it looks like parts of that movie they filmed the, like with like the least amount of expense during COVID because <laughs> that third act again when they there's a couple cut scenes where there's just the heads talking. Yeah, and it's literally like. The head is superimposed on a green That's screen. That's interesting. Like so they did have to pause for COVID. It wasn't delayed, but they did have to pause, and they lost some time probably. So Yeah. I, I and I also I mentioned this in my initial opening thoughts, but I thought the first half of the movie was I was like really locked in. I think it really slows down in the second act, like almost to a point where like I'm like, is this movie almost three hours? With the and flashbacks. It's not that long. The flashbacks. Yeah, I think there was just down. a little too many. Like, I think... The flashback where we find out she was killed by the by the um she got murdered basically yeah I was like like yeah that's important I think 
that would have been a little better in the beginning. Like, I feel like we already kind of knew where that was yeah, going. Yeah, it was kind of odd where they kept going, I'm trying to get past my past, and then they just go dive into the past. It shows the past. I'm like, I, and, and I think doing? it would have been more effective if we found out from like way earlier that he had actually murdered someone. Yeah. Because yeah. then you like are on this journey, like, you kind of now are on this journey where you're like, it's a story of redemption. Whereas at the end, if you reveal it at the third act, like they kind of did. It's not really a redemption type movie. It's just like, oh, oh, now that happened. Oh, okay, like if, if you like do it in the beginning, now you have the whole movie for him to redeem himself from doing that, mm. from basically mm. murdering someone. Mm-hmm. But like to do it at the third, there's like not. It's like now it's like uh, he doesn't really yeah, need to redeem himself. It's kind of thrown I mean, in that scene where he he his dad takes him to that bar and then he just watches him murder all those people. Like I thought they did a good job was of good. like setting up his trauma and then training him that to be was an pretty assassin. badass that was yeah. as brutal as it's gonna get in a pg-13 yeah Marvel i know movie. i was surprised like right in front of him he just blasted i was like oh fuck jesus I mean, yeah. you have to imagine he just blasted a hole in that yeah and he just right in front of him and simu's watching or shang chi's watching it right there okay that's a good criticism what else uh those are actually the so and then i got two things that i picked up um that i was like oh this is like spot on asian yeah stuff. i wanted to talk about the details and the asian american uh, stuff they did so the first stuff. one i noticed is when he goes into the house takes his cut, shoes off takes his shoes yes, off. i, I like that too per- perfect spot on yep. asian like they, they cut to him taking off his shoes yep. the next thing i noticed is the the part the theme of like the the kids not really wanting to grow up right and that's like a super like that's yeah. something aimless, I, i'm even still aimless, doing pointless line. yeah you think <laughs> there's like, I thought like the, Asian, relate like the, to this. the influence is so the pressure is so strong on yeah. them kids wanting to grow getting or growing up and, and you gotta do something, something with your life that they don't yeah. right yep. so like the, yep. the line where she's the where she's teaching them about the arrows she's like if you like something along the lines of here i'll pull it up if you don't aim at anything you're not You'll gonna never hit, hit anything. anything right yeah. and that's like very much like struck a chord with me but it's like, the, almost the asian version of rebellion to that that kind of push you know you think you're rebelling oh, yeah. you just, but you're like you, now i haven't done anything for 20 well, years that, that's the thing like you're like you're a super talented kid yeah. like you're smart you yeah. can do a bunch of things and you just don't do anything well there's living up to your parents expectations there's the legacy that left behind that you are burdened with on your shoulder that your i found, I found all that to be spot on the last little small thing yeah. i found was Shang Chi still wears Jordans while he fights. Oh, and that's a that's super cool. Asian, not oh Asian God. thing, but that's like a I know that's not, Asian not necessarily thing. an Asian thing, but just in general, Asians Asians wear a lot of gym shoes and Jordans. Yeah. So I found that to be it's, something. It makes sense. You get traction. They're comfortable. They're Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing Jordans. Can I ask a question? Yes. Uh, the, I I thought this was very strange because, as I said, I'm ignorant. I don't understand, you know, Asian stuff to the degree as a lot of other people do. Um. When the Mandarin is talking about that uh, he was being impersonated and 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 someone took his name mm-hmm. and his name was after an orange in a dish, I'm like, but isn't Mandarin uh, the language? It is, it is a also language. a language, it's and it's the language they're speaking throughout the movie. Yeah, so why is that insulting to be or, or to use the word Mandarin? I just thought that was very strange. I'm like, I thought that was pretty universal thing that you know it's like the French or the you know the the Portuguese. Like it's like. Is that is that something like that that's offensive? I, I just yeah, I, I found it weird that he didn't just straight off say like they named me after a language. <laughs> Couldn't they come up with something more creative than calling me my language? Yeah, I was just like, I'm like, they're really trying to make it sound like it's a, a pejorative thing to say. I don't know. I thought it was weird. On the on the Mandarin point, so the theater I was at the first time, loved like they're like, oh, this is great, right? But then when I watched it this Monday, this this past Monday with more of a casual audience yeah 
that's where I really noticed that it was kind of unnecessary because people were laughing. Yeah, with Trevor, lot, most most of the audience didn't know who he was. They didn't know they that. were like oh. they were like who is this guy that's like in the cave Fucking and like making all the. No, but they're like, why is he important? And then they're like, like I could tell the crowd was like, why is he still sticking around with them? Yes. Yeah, they, that went on <laughs> a little too happened, long. What happens to him at the end? The last we see, he's playing dead, and the little fucking dead. Morris plays dead. They, they wrote out the joke a little too far with him. So I just watched the one shot. Marvel had put it up before All Hail the King, in which he gets kidnapped by Wen Wu. He's like, you're going to meet the, the real Mandarin. Right, and they take him. But I mean, do we expect the casual viewer to remember a character from a movie no. that was like ten years ago? You, you didn't really need him in there. Not even a movie people go back to. I thought yeah. it was hilarious that they had Trevor in there, and he was kind of like their guide. I I did laugh I the hardest funny. though in the movie when he goes much. when he goes. That's when I realized if those monkeys. <laughs> Then what could I contribute to the world? That was so great. He's like, and he's like, I still don't know how those monkeys did that. <laughs> he thought the monkeys were acting. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's so good. Son, they're acting. They're acting like that. He's like, that's when I realized the monkeys weren't riding horses. They were acting like they were riding See, horses. I think this is an example of like a Marvelism that works. Like this is That's clearly when they're just hanging out and they're stupid jokes. And that one was funny. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. I, I, just don't, I think it cuts. They could have. I think. I don't think. The director thought of that. Yeah, it's probably think, a little too much, I think, Trevor. I think that was a little like oversight where they're like, yeah. "We got to make it funny, make it funny here, make it funny." Whereas I think if the if Daniel Dessen Cretton was left to his own devices, I don't think those parts are. You probably would have cut out a lot of the humor. I thought Aquafina had some good lines. <laughs> what though? about that whole Sean Chi thing? Oh, see, I thought that was the funniest part too, where she's like, "You thought you thought that was funny." I thought that was funny, where she's like, "You thought you changed your name from Shang to Sean? No wonder your dad found you." I, I think that I that, that was, was just went, that went on a little too long too. I was like, so okay, Sean, Sean, how many times is he gonna? How, Sean. It's like it's like he's trying to Sean. teach everyone how to say the name. Like that's watching the movie. Yeah, I, I thought that was a little. I thought it was a little weird because Aquafina grows up, grew up in a household where they speak. She Mandarin should know as well. how to pronounce the thing. I guess. So she, yeah, she wouldn't need that many. The uh, times the other detail it. about Asian American life where the grandma's like, "Are you guys married yet?" Like that's fucking classic. Oh yeah, you can't you can't have male friends. Now, what do you think of their relationship? Is are they friends? Are they are they lovers? Know. I think they're or, friends that may grow into something I think, more. I, yeah, I think right now it's platonic, but they'll probably end up yeah. together by the end. I loved her line when she sees the 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 proper Asian woman on the bus. She's like, "That's exactly the daughter my mom wished came out of her vagina." Like that's funny. That's <laughs> fucking funny. Uh, so she, had, I thought the balance was good. I thought maybe Trevor was a little much. Her balance and. She almost gets like the killing blow. Remember the joke was like, oh, she's going to get the fucking killing blow and save him. She does it, but she kind of distracts him with the arrow to the throat enough to him for him to. The fir- first showing, I was like, oh, that's way too quick that she's going to learn that how to shoot an arrow like that. Arrow. But the second showing, I was like, it's more of an allegory for if she ever applied herself to anything, she'd be really good at. I was it. sad that her trainer, that old dude got killed, too. They fucking killed all these characters and kept making me sad. I was like, oh, no, not him. Everybody got Wong Bo? yeah. Wong Bo got sucked up by the don't die soul suckers. Yeah. Uh, so that shit was good. Another Asian actually thing they they mentioned is uh, they you know how they were like leaving the chair for the the dead grandfather. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, that, the, yeah, were, yeah. That's the thing. The Day of the Dead. Right, and they were like you know it's basically like Asian families, especially like Chinese families, don't necessarily think of when people die as like to let them go. They right. always keep yeah. them around. Yeah. And like and she you know. Aquafina characters like just let it go and and the mom's like 
That's such an American way of thinking. And yeah. then she goes, you're American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had that exact conversation with my mom. <laughs> She's like, that's not, that's not Indian. That's American. I was like, you're American. You've been living here for 35 years. Yeah. What the fuck? That, that, I think those types of th- I don't. I'm not saying a non-Asian director wouldn't have been able to figure that out and put those in there, but I think it helped that in this instance you had well, a Japanese American I mean, American all three director. of us have the immigrant experience to some degree. But taking right? off so, the shoes, though, that is so specific yeah. that that needed to be an Asian director be like, he would have taken his shoes off. Like, you know. I, I'm not saying it would have. Like, again, I think a white guy could have figured that out or yeah. a black guy or whatever. Like, they could have talked to enough Asians and, like, figured sure, that out. But sure. I think, it, like, again, it, it helps that there was a Japanese guy that lived those experiences. I love that. The representation is fucking great. Well, I think that these movies need that nuance. Yeah. Yes. And it helps if you have somebody who understands it. I mean, just like anything. Like, if you want somebody who understands Batman to direct Batman, you want someone who understands yeah, Shang-Chi Joel Schumacher. To- Clearly, to, to direct the, the movie accordingly, you so, know. Are we to uh, understand Shang Chi wasn't snapped in the blip? I think if you do the math, doesn't sound like he was. He aged. Yeah, doesn't okay. sound like he okay. Was. Uh, and then a couple of fun Easter eggs I did notice. There's the posters for post blip anxiety hotline. There's a, and then next to it there was an app. It was Blip Sync. It was a dating app for people who are blip, <laughs> which makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then, yeah, they used actual creatures from Chinese mythology, which is also great. Uh, all right. Anything else before I think we should rate it, rank it? I, I mean, sure. I, I love, I, again, to, uh, Wenwu, such a nuanced bad guy. Amazing bad guy. Very great. I wish he didn't die. I wish he didn't die, and I wish it didn't swap it out for a big a creature with tentacles. I would have I liked to see Fing Fang Foom. Maybe we'll I see I would have liked to see Maybe that we'll version. See uh, the, we saw the uh, protector dragon. Yeah, which I guess it was in order to be more close to Asian Asian touchstones. They they didn't want to use an alien that was kind oh, of right. an evil dragon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, because yeah. in, Ch- in Chinese uh, mythology, dragons are never evil. Right, they're always right. helpful and they're good. They're benevolent hence creatures. This one being the great protector. Yeah, yeah I could see that. Yeah. And maybe they just didn't want to. They really wanted to lean into respecting yeah. the Asian and uh, to that point this movie doesn't have a Chinese release date that's weird but they should love this maybe as the whole beginning of the movie is in fucking Chinese with subtitles for a long actually, time actually there, there was one Chinese thing that I didn't I picked up and I was like is that something a Chinese person would say maybe when the guy that picks them up from the elevator that's kind of like dressed real funky and has like a oh, yeah, when they get oversized person yeah, yeah, yeah. he you know he speaks Chinese yeah. and Aquafine's like oh my Chinese isn't that good and she goes oh he goes Oh, I speak ABC. ABC. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was like, is that how Chinese people refer to English? I speak ABC. ABC. I didn't I always, know. Always bet on Asian. <laughs> I speak ABC. So, the, okay, there is something I can relate to ABC in the Indian uh, Desi culture. There's a, the ABCD stands for an American backwards confused Desi. Meaning the people from like Pakistan, India, look at the the Indians and Pakistanis who grew up here who don't speak the language, maybe don't know the food. They mm. consider them backwards. American born confused. That's what it is. It's American born confused. They see. I don't know if that's also a thing in the Eastern Asian culture, but it made it me might think, be. It made me think of that. American born I, confused. I, I, I remember growing up in like around my Filipino relatives, and they'd be like, "How come you don't speak Tagalog?" Right, and I'd right. be like. Because I live in America. Yeah, because we live in America. Come on. <laughs> but, they'd be, but they'd be like, why? Like, don't 
you don't understand. Like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you speak our language? I still get that to this day from my older relatives. They're like, oh, you don't speak Urdu? And I'm like, I understand what you're saying, all right? But I think in English. Just deal with it. <laughs> See, I've always had this curiosity about, you know, my European heritage and stuff like that. Yeah. So I always am interested to find out about it. And even though I don't really speak the language uh, every day or whatever, but I always try and seek that out. I'm always... uh trying to kind of connect to that uh, era. I'll be watching YouTube videos or whatever. Um, so I wonder if that's the same with you, with you both. I think, you, uh, I think more, I think the movie kind of touches on it, but Asian culture, it's so much, it's so the parents have such a strong yeah. personality and yeah. influence. That it actually makes the kids want to get away from it. Yep. Yep. Hence, oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. That's hence like yep. Imran. Yep. Hence kind of like me. Hence yep. like Shang-Chi yep. like is running from his like past. Yeah. Like he doesn't want anything to do with it because it, the, the, pre- the, the, the pressure you feel makes you, it breaks you into not wanting to do it. I mean, from my, my point of view, you're growing up, you're like, there's going to be an arranged marriage. You got to finish school and graduate. We're going to become a doctor or whatever the fuck. It's a lot, and you just get the fuck out, which is kind of why I wanted. And I left to New York, and I was like, "I'm going to New York City for school." I mean, that, that was the same way with me, where I was like, "You got to be a doctor, you got to be yeah. like a lawyer," and I'm like, "Fuck that, I ain't gonna be Listen, any of that shit." To this day, my mother still goes, "You know, you could go back to college and get like a real degree and make something." Like <laughs> I swear oh, to geez. fucking god, she thinks I could be like a, an engineer. She doesn't even know what that means, <laughs> but she'll, she'll still tell me that she doesn't care. That's how it is. That's how they are. I just remember growing up and being like, oh, this shit is so ass backwards, like the superstitious shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. you put fucking a clove of garlic yeah. over here. Yeah. You do fucking the evil eye evil over eye, there. Every ethnicity, yeah. every culture has an evil yeah. eye. Yes. All that all weird bullshit. shit. You fucking it's all superstitious. You have to put salt all over there. All superstitious bullshit. You know, yes. All that bullshit. And I'm like, it's one of those things that when I was a kid, I was like fucking so I wanted to get away from it as much as possible. Like I had people in high school I had to impress, you know. Yeah. I didn't want anybody to know that I was weird. My parents were fucking, they, they came out of a cave. You know? A cave in an Italian yeah, cave. Yeah, they had no idea. So, whatever. But the point is, is that, it, yeah, it's one of those things that as you get older, you're like, oh, shit, there's a lot of culture. There's a lot of history. Absolutely. There's a lot of fascinating things that that are there for you, you to enjoy. Embrace it. It's great. That's why I love, one of the reasons I fucking love this movie is they put that on the screen. We saw it and, you know, it's out there mainstream and I'm like, man, I can fucking relate to this and they did a great job. Uh, it's, you know, it's respectful and the, everything. It's great. All right. Good stuff. I think that's it. Let's rate are it. Are we going to rate it? Let's rate it. Rugs, why don't you start? Give me a number. Oh my god! And then there's, I know there's 25 movies, but I don't know how you're gonna figure out where you put it. I, I think I did a ranking. You kind of did. But, um, let's see. I put it in the middle. I think I put it at like uh, it, it just, just in the top ten, maybe, maybe in in a tenth slot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, maybe just a little bit ahead of Black Panther. Oh shit! Okay. Ooh. Oh shit! Yeah, because I feel like, uh, as I said, that CG fight at the end of Black Panther is just so bad. That like it ruins the movie, and they also kill off the fucking villain, which I hate. They did the same thing there, but it's also a very personal, you know, uh, relationship between the two. Similar yeah, to this, th- these movies are these movies are very much a like alike, like we're very similar. Uh, T'Challa takes a backseat in that yep, movie too yep, a lot. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it's just some weird Marvel shit, but like, so they're kind of tied for uh, the same. I would say uh, maybe a, an eight. 
okay. the highest I'll go on this one. I did enjoy it. I was very entertained. I watched it twice. And um, I think that uh, it's definitely going to be something I'll watch again just for the fight scenes. Uh, so out of like the solo Marvel movies, where would you what, what would you say? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, Iron Man's still my favorite. Yeah. Um, you know, followed by uh, I can't even do that right, one. Never mind. Maybe like <laughs> I think Captain America: The First Avenger is yeah, also good. Yeah. This one might be. I, I don't know. I'm down with that. Yeah, that that makes sense. All right, right. Uh, Anthony. So, like I said, to start overall, I really enjoy the film. The more I talk about it, the more I do enjoy yeah. it. There are some things, as we talked about, the Marvelism, some spotty CGI, uh, the way that kind of drags that leaves me not having this as a like a, a great film. But I think the director, I think Marvel in general, I, I like the direction in terms of um, not the Marvelisms, obviously, but like the, the way they were trying to really go for something here in terms of the themes and and again, like I. I wasn't expecting a, a giant monster battle at the end. I didn't think they'd get that crazy, and they did. Um, so I respect them swinging for the fences. I'm going to go. My rating has been like flipping back and forth between seven and a half and eight. Okay. I'm now leaning towards an eight. Ooh, okay. As well. And I have it as a top 10 Marvel movie. Oh, I either, snap. either have it as oh, nine shit. or 10. Ooh. I keep flipping it with Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, that's see that. That is another great solo movie. I, I like Captain America. The first, I like the character of Captain America more yeah. still yeah. than Shang-Chi. Yeah. But I think Shang-Chi is going for more in terms of like bigger themes and stuff rather than just a, uh, like an homage to world war two. Yeah. So right. right now I have it ahead at nine. Well, Captain America, you can kind of get away with a World War II action movie, and uh, people know Captain America, you know, even if you don't know him. Well, you have to. You also have to remember, though, when Captain America first came out, everyone was like, "This is the lamest character yeah, in the world." Yeah, and they made a goody two shoes yeah. character pretty awesome. Yeah. So, I still have Black Panther and Iron Man higher as far as solo films. Okay, but okay. I like Shang Chi. I think it is a, a top ten Marvel film. What was your number? Uh, eight. Eight. Ten. Okay. I myself, I'm you know, if their job was to get you excited for a brand new MCU character that's gonna interact with the Avengers, that's gonna do big things, and they fucking nailed that. They succeeded. I can't wait to see him again. Um, I thought it was a very well balanced, solid solo film. One of the better ones. It's you know, to me, I like it better than Captain Marvel. I like it better than Doctor Strange. It is up there with the Iron Man's and the Captain America first adventure and maybe tied with Black Panther for me. I'm going to give it an 8.5 and it is some hover hovering somewhere around the top top 10, you know. We're kind of in sync here. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Uh, um, it's it was I, I have one question I forgot to ask. Okay. Do you like the costume? Well, here's what I liked about the world building with Talo. I like the idea of dragon scales kind of being like a vibranium, you know, an equivalent. Uh, and his costume being made out of those dragon scales, the only thing that can fight the things. I, I, I thought it was all right. I didn't, I didn't mind. And it, it'll change. You know they're going to change it every fucking movie we see him in. Oh, of course. I was just not really impressed with the costume. It's I understated. Just it little... It's subtle. It's not like crazy. I thought it was all right. The red was nice. I mean, he, he, to me, he could be wearing anything. Yeah. But if you're going to actually put a uniform on and I, and they've been changing it in the comics like every yeah. single yeah. time. Too. They, he doesn't really have. Something. Yeah, they haven't it, nailed a look for him. That's true. Yeah, I don't think you should have a costume. But I guess if you're a superhero, you should have a costume. Does he just but. have the so? Is he wearing the rings all the time, or he's got to carry them in a box? Or once you put them on, you can't. We don't know. They didn't tell us. 
tell us anything about the rings. <laughs> well, I I like the the idea of dragon scale. The only thing is we've seen that textured look so many times yeah, yeah. that like it feels played out. But I like that they just explain that it's textured because of dragon scale. I thought it was all right. I think just the third act. Um, once it got like gray, it got super. And this is another marvelism where you couldn't even tell that it was red. Uh, like, it was so point. grayed out yeah. on everything yeah. that like like the characters were wearing red and black, and it, it's by the end of the movie, it's like everyone's just gray. It's still kind of it had some pops of color though throughout the movie with the neon. They still, but they do color grade it. They really saturate it sometimes when they really do. I mean, you, you'll notice it the most. Throwback on. Avengers Endgame and that third battle. It's all gr- it's all brown. Every color, every character in there is wearing a different color, and it's all gray. It's brown. It's like a dirt it's brown. Gray is brown. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it's like every. This would be the most colorful thing you've ever seen in the world, yeah. and it, they're all gray. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they keep doing that. I mean, I like that he's wearing sneakers. Yeah, that's, that's cool. kind of cool. sneakers. It's very like Miles Morales also wearing yeah. sneakers. All right, let's do some news from the nation. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Aggressive. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I got some comments from our lovely group members and listeners and our friends, uh, Jock and Nerd Nation. Join it today about this movie. Blake Braden says solid three and a half stars. Obviously, formulaic for a Marvel film. I thought Simu Lu was a bit stiff. Thought that was just the way his character acted in Kim's Convenience. Nope. I think that's just his level of acting. Still don't really understand the point of the Wong abomination fight. I feel like if they saved Wong until the end when he's looking for Shang-Chi, it would have been a bigger deal. Mm. That's a good point. That's why he said that. Gree. Uh, Jeff Chapman says, I really enjoyed the fight scenes and the music they had with them. The special effects were on point. And of course, Wong also loved the Kame, Kamehameha. How do you say that? Kamehameha type finish on the dragon. Kamehameha. That's how you say it. That's the Dragon Ball Z move. He said, saw it in IMAX. There wasn't an empty seat in the house. I saw it in IMAX. It was full. And I do love the fucking Dragon Ball Z finish from the top where he shoots down. That looks sick. That was cool. What'd you think of that, Rugs? What, when he launched the, the rings into the, the monster's stomach? It like a, yeah, it was like an anime ending there. A little Dragon Ball Z yeah. ending. Yeah, it was cool. Jimmy McPike, our resident historian, says, very cringe when they had a sumo wrestler winning a fight. <laughs> Otherwise, big... Why does he have that as cringe? I would, uh, I'd be curious. I don't know, because sumo wrestlers would never win a fight. they're Japanese? Against... Uh, and he's saying because they're Japanese and they're in China? No, but the the fight club had all uh, different fighters. Well, it had all well, sorts of who, people there. Yeah, yeah, let everybody fight. And let every, whoever I'd be curious what he, what he meant by that. Then he says, yes. otherwise, big wuxia energy. Do you know what... Does anybody know what that means? That's uh, that's when, they, like, Crouch and Tiger, oh, Hidden yeah. Dragon, oh. where people are flying around with powers. Yeah, yeah. And Aquafina yeah. was good, and they gave her an actual character arc. Yeah, no, I thought they. Aquafina is going to be huge. Simo is going to be huge. Rick Martinez says, uh, "Razor Fist, Taser Face, Team Up, Make It Happen, Marvel." <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. Razor, and then you notice he like w- ended up working with them. She got all of them. They turned at the end. 
Right. We need to work together. That was, that was good after he dies. And then uh, Rick also asks, how does Morris eat or breathe? And Lisa Morrison says one word, suppositories. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I love Morris was so cute. Again, a little Marvel thing. You got to have a Groot or a well, rocket. Where does the sound come out of? I don't know. The little squeaky things. And how did he understand them? <laughs> so that's an. As uh, Trevor Slattery says, these things are beyond human <laughs> comprehension. They can understand and feel things yeah. beyond human comprehension. We're not. We're only on the precipice of understanding what they're about. Does it bother you that Marvel has to introduce a new cute thing with every movie for like little Sometimes, kids? Sometimes, yeah, toys. Yeah, but th- this a- look, they're going to learn about Chinese mythology. He's an actual mythological beast from Chinese mythology called a D a D Jiang, featured in the t- Chinese text classic of mountains and seas. And you saw the mul- the fox with the multiple tails and the badass lion lion animals those things are fucking dope i love those Those lions oh, are like God. in front of a lot of yeah like they guard guarding things. the temples yeah that reminds me of king caesar dude they were they fucking bit, yeah. sick and like i love i think king caesar was based off of those lions. oh things. yeah i think so yeah there's a name for those things that i don't can't pronounce that yeah. big fight was great where it's all of talo fighting the demon suckers and you see them launching and then i know like some of the details of how Shang-Chi used the rings. He did like what Dr. Strange did. He used them as steps. Did you see that at one point? He like steps on the rings and kicks his dad in the face and flips uh, as a little assist. So the rings were used in lots of different ways. It sounds like he could like, I mean, he like launched himself across a lake. Oh, yeah. He can like, yeah, with a little poof of air and fly. Yeah. Big leaps. They can do everything. The rings, the rings can, can do everything. We don't know where they're It really from. is like the ring. He wears the rings and he do, they do what he wants they're them to MacGuffin do. They're MacGuffin rings, people. Make yeah, they just do whatever they want. Oh, we don't know where they're from. They'll do what we can. Run. I think it's better when you have rules, but I don't know what the maybe. Rules are. I, it, I'm curious to see where they're going to tie this in in the future. Uh, finally, John Bellotti Jr., our intrepid admin and the guy who loves Hong Kong action and uh, kung fu movies, he says very solid film with a lot more emotion than your typical MCU film. I felt like they saw what worked, didn't work with Black Panther, corrected accordingly. Tony Lung stole every scene that he was in. I'm very happy he finally made the jump over to Hollywood and didn't sleepwalk through his role. Finally, he was in another movie called Lust Caution like 10 years Tony ago. Tony Lung's acting credits on IMDb, he's been in almost 100 fucking movies. Oh, shit. Uh, Chinese movies, but 100 movies. Uh, he says action was great. Best fight choreography in a Marvel film by far. Fun fact, the male warrior in Talo, who was training Aquafina in the bow and arrow, is Yun Wa. He played the villain in Jackie Chan's Super Cop, and he was Bruce Lee's stunt double, and also one of the seven little fortunes, along with Jackie Chan and Samo Hung. Oh, it's interesting. You know what they need to do? They got to have Jackie Chan appear. Uh, you, you think Jackie Chan has, <laughs> oh, needs to be shit. in the MCU? Yes. They got to have him in. Because they, I'm pretty, I'm, like right. I mentioned, I'm pretty sure they had their fight, his fight choreographer or someone that's worked with Jackie Chan a lot as the fight choreographer. Wouldn't it be cool for Shang-Chi to be a conduit to like bring all of these great martial artists from Asia into the fold, whether it be Chinese or Japanese sure. or Oh, you yeah. know, anybody from Malaysia, like all these guys that are making these awesome freaking movies like The Raid and, you know, Ang Bak and all everything. Like, just let let them fucking be have like a place to kind of showcase them in a Marvel film, like on the world stage. That'd Absolutely. Be cool. I, I agree with you 100 percent. The only stage that, that was given to those guys was through um, um the Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. Movies. Yeah. I think they had Tony, Tony Jaw in one of them. Right. They do. They do. Uh they do have it in the in the movies, but they're always kind of like relegated to these like kind of like 
you know, little parts. I think they yep, yep. feature them better. I agree. I, I think that'd be awesome if Marvel was was I got an opportunity here. Was going to do something yeah. like that to get just dope martial arts guys. I mean, they've been doing that. Of course, but not. This is a lot. Who would Jackie Chan play in that? I mean, it's a Marvel film. Who like, could you it. cast them as? Maybe just a new character. Just invent a new character. Yeah, I don't, I don't know enough about Shang Chi. Yeah. Oh, there's mythology. some character you could pull from him. I'm sure. Just make it Jackie Chan. I would just be like, you know, I would just have him as a character, like in in the film, like you know, like. The guy could have taken the mask off him in Jackie Chan. <laughs> you know, the, that's the true. fucking Boba Fett. It was the death dealer. Meant. Yeah, the death dealer, you know. <laughs> you just show I, up it, and do the mask thing, you know. It would be a great homage to have Jackie Chan show up. I don't know how – maybe Jet Li. But Jet, Jet Li's – like you mentioned earlier, Jet Li's style is not what they were going for here. I mean, it's great, though, when you can actually – see, like you analyze someone's style. Like I remember when Brandon Lee did Rapid Fire, like – he was like his dad, but he was different too. Yeah. Like he had a mm. different way of moving and it's just the way people move. It's a whole, it's a hole in their persona and the way that they attack, the way that they do their, they choreograph all of those things are just so unique to those people. And um, it's just great to see all of that variety out there. Like Sammo Hung's great too. You watch some of his old fucking fight scenes. He's really resourceful. He can move for a big dude. <laughs> well, that's what I appreciated about this is like they were, he was doing a lot of the Jackie Chan stuff, but then toward, you know, the Tao Lo fight stuff was definitely the Wushu. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, feel. some Jet Li going in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So it was like they were, you know, it's clear they did their homework and they were trying to be overt in their homages to the different styles that have been out there that are, are very popular. Some of the best fucking fight choreography I've seen in any MCU movies. Hopefully, Fantastic. hopefully they're able, whoever, you know, takes the reins with, with uh, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, or however they say in the movie, um, Hopefully those they are able to continue the the level of work for at least his fight scenes. Yeah, I just think that you have this character where you can really delve into martial arts yeah. and just kind of amplify all the different kinds and all the because like you think it, he's going to learn every fighting style. He's going to be the best martial artist in the well, world, so, right? Yeah, his power it really doesn't have powers. His power is he is he's the best martial artist, and now he has these rings that have the power, but. Well, not only that, but like his mother in well, in this movie, his mother is from another dimension oh, right. that has an, oh, a, yeah. a sophisticated form of power where you can actually interact with the elements. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But dragon for some power. reason, you give it, you can give that up. He's got that, the heart ability. of the I don't protector know. dragon, too, she tells him. Yeah, you, you can give that up, I guess, when you leave. I don't know or, how that works either. I don't know how that worked. They didn't. That was. Yeah, I, I, I caught that on the second show. I went. So how do you give it up? Well, when her mom left, she but lost how her does, powers too. But how, does, but how does he have the heart of the dragon? He has the heart of the dragon. Did his mom fuck a yeah, dragon? Yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> it's just one of those things that they did for the, con- the contrivance of so she can't win the fight and dies. Right, right. But like you know, as I said, there's some there's some iffy writing here. But that in but you know like he does have that right. He has that ability. He has yep. he did learn the ways. So that's how he defeats uh, Tony Leung's or. Uh, he does the circle with his foot. Yeah, yeah, like his mom did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's sick. All right, let's finish up real quick with what are we watching, only because I have continued my assignment from Anthony. Yes. Uh, So I don't know if we want to start there. Does anybody watch anything? Oh, I've watched some things. Or do we want to just talk about a kaiju movie? I I spoke about Redline already. did speak about Redline. Did I speak about Paper Tigers? Uh, I don't think so. All right, Paper Tigers is on Netflix. 
It's a rinky dink uh, movie about, but it's actually, I enjoyed it. It reminded me of like the karate kid ish type stuff oh. or whatever. It's about three guys who were trained by a sensei, like in a garage of his house, like this guy. And, um, he dies and the, now they're old and like, they're like, they're like our age Imran. And they have to figure out like why their sensei died and they have to fight people. <laughs> oh, the paper tigers. It's a comedy it's not a drama. Great, it's not a, like a big budget movie. It doesn't, it's not like whatever, but there, it's kind of enjoyable. If you want to watch like a, a martial arts movie where you don't have to read subtitles, It's like a comedy martial arts action movie. Yeah. Oh, this looks like I fun. watched that. It was, it was, it's not a good film. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's something to watch while you're like taking a, uh, a moment for yourself. Written and directed uh, by Quak Bao Tran. Yeah. And I also watched the Witcher anime. Oh, the, movie. there's a movie, right? Is it like a prequel? Yeah. What is this about? Yeah, it's it's like a prequel. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, in a, it's a fun watch, but, you know, if you don't like the Witcher, then you don't need to watch. Who is the main character? Is it Witcher? It's the... Uh, he's the guy who trains the Witcher. So it's like, oh, okay, okay. The prequel is like you learn about why there's no Witchers and Witchers are very rare. And uh, then there's this fucking, you know, this whole thing against get like wanting to kill off the the Witchers. So it's like Highlander. Then the, sur- then the surviving ones, and then there's like a little group of surviving young ones, and um, Geralt is 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 in that group. Uh, and uh, so you I'll, see like how yeah, I'll check this out. The an- the animation looks good. Yeah, it's fun. A lot of fucking violence and shit. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, my assignment. Anthony, I watched Gamera 2 Attack of the Legion. Yes. From 1996 after watching Gamera Guardian of the Universe from 1995 last week. What did you think? This is, oh, by the way, this is considered one of the best, if not the best, kaiju film of all time. I mean, Following I. Godzilla 1954, of course. Oh, I, I, I rather enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, that it has everything, a little bit of everything in this movie. Uh, you got Gamera flying all silly, but I, again, these movies look, they look really good. The fucking miniature work and the explosions in this movie, as a marvel, when you think about it, they built this by hand and then just fucking blew it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved uh, the Legion, the different, you know, it's got like, you know, how Marvel movies have a swarm of a, a things and then there's a big bad guy. They got a swarm and they got a giant Legion and this thing fucking towered over Gamera. That was really big bigger, when they showed yeah. the white shots. It was really big. Uh, I, there was several. I love the scene uh, in the, when the helicopters are trying to get away. Like storytelling well, wise, holding them back. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, you see his foot. Like the the editing and the storytelling is great. You clearly get the sense that he's holding him back, and then a big fucking chunk of him gets blasted off his shoulder. Uh, and then the end bit where the people have to help, and he uh, the well, this is a movie. This is something I think that American like monster movies don't do they decimated a whole fucking town the destruction <laughs> in this movie <laughs> sendai just gone millions yeah, he, of he isn't able to save sendai i mean they evacuated they make a point of telling you constantly yeah. we're but all he, evacuated but, he, but the town is like it's a nuke that goes off and he's like frozen for a bit he, yes he knocks it over but it's too late and it goes off in his face and he's stuck there yeah. Uh, but then him breaking out of that with the co- the girl from the first movie who could talk to him and then uh going after uh, the big legion as the people help with the electrical grid. That stuff was fucking great. I I don't know. I thought I thought uh, the the explosions and the miniatures are so impressive. 
They're very impressive. Really good. It's a really good film. I find it to be high quality. Unlike the other movie I want to talk about real quick, because I almost forgot, was Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, oh Tammy Christ. and the T-Rex. We, uh, all right, who, wait, who told us Denise, about that? Yeah, we talked I, about this when we reviewed Wolf Cop. Uh, it came up. Uh, yeah, I think that like somebody... Uh, it was another... Joe Henry, maybe? Might have been maybe Andrew Gildy? Maybe. Someone brought One it up. Yeah. Like, this is the worst movie to watch. It we is. talked about this, yes, with the really bad T-Rex and the her boyfriend uh, is a okay, T-Rex. Let me just let me just uh, set the stage here. It's like you ever go to like uh, I mean you don't do this shit, but you go to like fucking uh, like a like a like Disneyland or something. They have like an animatronic dinosaur. Yes, yeah, they they just do like two moves. Right. They move their head up and down. Right. That's all they do. Yeah. So I guess someone got a hold of one of these things and said, let's fucking make a movie with this. So um, it's Denise Richards and Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Yes, Paul Walker. And Denise Richards looks really, really good. And um, Paul Walker, he's young and handsome as ever. 1994, Denise Richards. Worst acting I've ever seen that he's ever done. (laughs) And uh, basically, he dies because some a bully that that wants to kill him. Who's maybe like a foot shorter than him for some reason. I don't know why they cast this guy that was nipple height and Paul Walker, <laughs> but they did. Anyway, he kills Paul Walker by leaving him in a, in a jungle with lions. I don't know. So they take his brain and they put it into this dinosaur. Cause the scientist wants to create the ultimate Frankenstein or whatever. So, it's so ter- terrible. And then he realizes that he's a T-Rex and he goes on a killing spree, killing everybody oh, man. and, and, and somehow hooking up, with with Denise Richards, is yeah. it worth it for 1994? Denise Richards alone, is it worth it? I think if you watch the first 15 minutes and then just stop immediately, <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. Like after, like he becomes the T Rex, then like it's just terrible. Like, like it's like watching like someone filming with a toy, putting it on a oh head, and then God. like cutting to like a blood splatter, and it's like the lamest kind. It doesn't even. It's just so bad. It's no, I terrible. remember, yeah, I remember there's, we talked about it. There's a shot, there's shots where they have to make the T-Rex walk. Oh, no. And it's like literally like they blue screen someone with a toy of a T-Rex, like <laughs> making the feet. Go. It's Oh, the and the hands are the best part. You know, like T-Rexes have like little hands. Yeah. There's literally like no, there's no realism. There's like a guy like to the side with a T-Rex hand, like, like doing things with it, like that are like way too far away from the body. Like the hands like touching his face, like and making like hand motions. I'm like, dude, the hands can't move that far. Like it doesn't look real at all. Like you're not even in the ballpark. It's bad. Is it, it's is bad, it but fun, I watched it's fun, it. Bad. Is it entertaining? Bad though. It's a good laugh. I say watch the first 15 okay, minutes yeah, and then it. just shut it off okay. after that. Hammy and yeah. the T-Rex. Like what is Paul Walker and Denise Richards? It's one <laughs> of the earlier quick, Ron, Did yeah. you enjoy Legion more than the first one? Uh, I, the Gaios was really good. I yeah, the, I felt like the Legion story is a little bit is a little bit of a tighter story. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, and it starts in English. I thought that was also interesting and bigger stakes. It definitely has more explosions, more destruction, and Gamera is really out. Gamera out. gets his ass kicked. Yeah, he gets out. He gets his ass kicked a lot. He is. But you don't like when he does a snickety snick like Wolverine with his fucking elbow fucking claws. Oh yeah. Oh, he has the elbow claws and he's got wings that like retract too when he lands. Yeah, he's got the wings. Did you notice at the end he uses the the mana, the energy from the earth to to win? Oh, is that what the gold rings were? The gold rings surround him, and then his chest opens. The giant flame ball, and that finally takes down he, the Legion. Basically, what he did there is he like used like 
it was like he pressed the button on like the one thing that he could use. Like it, you can't do that very often. Oh, okay. And by doing he's... that, this is important because you're going to watch Iris, right? I'm going to watch next... the next one. Yes. This is important because by doing that, he severed his connection with humanity. Oh no! Oh, oh shit! shit. So then he just you'll... fucks off afterwards. He just right. leaves. So he's no longer. I mean, he's still the protector of Earth, but he doesn't. He doesn't care as much about like the people as anymore. Because he blew his load. He blew, yeah. He did the he he basically he basically fired the last nuke that he had in him. Oh by doing that. shit! Because at the end they're just like, yeah, Gamera's protector of Earth. They make make a point to say that again. So that that's important to know going okay. into the next movie. Okay, I can't wait to watch the next one. I really, I did, I enjoyed so far. I like this Gamera and uh, all the characters. Uh, Iris is a very dark, like like almost like there's a lot of like religious stuff. The Gaios are back. You'll have to see. Okay. <laughs> there is com there's is comic relief in this one, which is strange. What's yeah. there comic relief in Legion? No, not really, right? There, no. There's a couple of bumbling Legion, security guards where they're Legion's like, Legion's ah! a straight up like we gotta destroy the alien menace type yeah. thing. I like it. The only thing is it takes a long time for the girl with the the girl she from the first movie to show up. She doesn't get there the fucking third act of the fucking movie. Like it's all the yeah. Sana, right? Is her name? Yeah. Yeah. And the, I feel like if they would have brought her in earlier, maybe it would have been a little better. You don't see Gamera for like half an hour either. But they no. got to set all this shit up. And the swarm, when the swarm covers him and the subway scenes, were, those things look pretty good too, man. They had to make a lot of those fucking costumes. Or pro, they're like, sometimes it was stop motion. The craft, yeah. The craft, the miniatures is amazing to look. And when they explodes, like you can see the quality of the make of these things. The second Gamera, this one, he looks a little, he doesn't look as kitty. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll see what he looks like in the third one. Oh, he it looks keeps evolving. Demonic. <laughs> yeah. Does he? Does the chunk on his shoulder ever grow back? He's got a big chunk missing now. Yeah, it does. Uh, see. Yeah, you'll see. Okay. No, those are these are fun. I'm glad you made me watch this. I'm gonna watch the. Yeah, third they're one. all on Amazon yeah. right now. And the, Kids, and the go old, check it out. Old Gamera movies are on there too. Like they're all on there. If you, if you watch these and then you go back and watch the old ones, you're like, oh, my God. I'm definitely watching the original <laughs> after I get to these three. I need to see where it came from. Yeah. Now let's rip off Godzilla. Okay. They rip, Well, yeah, they ripped off Godzilla, but then it, it became its own thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think in the hands of the right person who, like, handled it seriously and tried to create something that that each movie is connected very well and they have, like, you know, the characters return. I think it's nice that there is a like kind of continuity, mm-hmm. and, and and it's just it's good to have this trilogy. And in '96, since it's Japan, you see like early internet browsers with heavily featured early internet, and they all have cell phones. And I was like, man, do people have all cell phones like this in 1996? But of course, over there, they were always ahead of everything. That's true, right? So yeah. you get all that tech. You, they're doing this in the meantime. Uh, the U.S. is doing like the Sandra Bullock movie, The Net, where it's all bullshit. <laughs> Didn't even look anything like the internet. Uh, they just made it up. In the meantime, they got like actual internet pages in this movie. It's the intranet. Oh, the inter. Remember the Seinfeld joke where they go, you have-, have you heard of this thing called the internet? And Seinfeld goes, yes, it's the internetting of my swimsuit. Uh, it keeps it dry. And that was it. That was it. That's the only thing they ever said about the internet. Is there porn? <laughs> There's porn. There's more than porn here. We could buy weapons. Okay, good stuff. A lot of great fucking MCU geek conversation. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? Like, uh, Twitter at really rug boy. Come follow me. Follow him. Follow into us. a bathroom. <laughs> Go into the next and stall. smell my farts. <laughs> oh, shit. They're lovely. Uh, thanks for listening. 
to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Listener, share the show. Spread the geekery. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Not funny. Fucking fantastic. Jock and nerd.